This is Monty in the Morning, the show Phoenix Magazine readers voted number one talk radio show in Arizona. Number one during your morning commute. Number one whenever news breaks during your day. And number one whenever and wherever you want to talk sports. Now it's time for Monty in the Morning. Hey, yo, man, how the heck are you? <clears throat> what? It's what? Friday. My my voice understands it is Friday. Let's do this thing. It's Football Friday presented by Quick Quack Car Wash on the Monty Show. Uh, big show is always for you. Utah is in Pasadena. Taking on Dorian Thompson Robinson. Bow down. Give no, greatness. Give no, praise. It's not happening. Give awesomeness. Nope. 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 D. Nope. T. Nope. R. Nope. Can't do D-T-R. it. D. T. R. Nope. D. T. R. Yeah. Are you finally coming around no. to my guy? No. We'll talk lots of Utah and UCLA. Is Dorian Thompson Robinson the best quarterback in the Pac-12? Yes. Uh, hey, does I think BYU's off this week, aren't they? Right. They don't, right. No game. No. Nah. Nothing of importance. Nah. Not being disrespected by the opponent at all, or anything like that. Uh, BYU is in Las Vegas, uh, getting ready to take on Notre Dame. Got a lock on that game. There's a lot to talk about. These injuries on the defensive line and on the really the defensive side of the football are becoming a bit much. Yeah. We'll talk about all of that. What's wrong with Danger Russell Wilson? Were you impressed with the 12-9 final score no. that you saw last night? No, that was like one of the worst games I think has ever been played in the National Football League. That was ugly. Um, lots going on on the show today presented by the advocates, Utah advocates.com. Uh, when you've been in an accident, uh, whether that's a car accident, whether that's a motorcycle, Hey, did you get hurt at work? Uh, no matter what it is, you need somebody to fight for you. The thing that I will tell you again, please do not trust your or their insurance company. They're not there for you. They're there for them. You need somebody that's going to fight for you. Let the advocates fight the insurance company while you recover. No cost consultations, no big retainer fees. You don't pay the advocates a penny until they win your case at utahadvocates.com. Jake, right out of the gate, bigger game, Utah or BYU? Uh, you know, I think that this Utah game versus UCLA is a huge game. Like, I, I, I look at this game and I say, you know, if you win this game, you know, it, for Utah, if you win this game, you're really setting yourself up to reach some really high marks this season. I think that, um, you know, if you lose this game, obviously it's a little bit of a, uh, you know, a setback. It's not great. But I just, when you look at the schedule, you've got this UCLA-USC swing. So to me, there's a lot of opportunity here. So, you know, which is the bigger game? I'd probably go with the Utah game, but I think that, you know, for BYU, I, I, there, there is so much opportunity here. I mean, if you were to come out and, and win this game, and a lot of people, based on reading and seeing what everyone's saying about it, a lot of people think that BYU is going to win this game by a field goal, and I think that they can win it by a touchdown. I think they're capable of that, but they're going to have to create some turnovers. You can't allow, you know, Drew Pine to just stand back there and do whatever the hell he wants. So, to me... I think the bigger game is probably Utah and UCLA, but I think both of these teams have uh, a ton to play for, and I think both of them have pretty large potential if they can find a way to win these games this week. Yeah, I, I think very clearly BYU is playing for their season, and I'm not saying that Utah is not, but I think when you have the luxury of being in the Pac-12, I think you realize very quickly that 
Um, you have get-back games. BYU doesn't have a get-back game. If they're a two-loss team, their season's essentially uh, coming down to which, you know, pool and weed eater, you know, Acme roach killer bowl that they're going to go to. You know what I mean? I, yes. mean I, I just think that you have far less room for error if you are if you are BYU. Yeah, absolutely. And I think that, that BYU is as – it's always been that kind of situation for BYU – as an independent, and I think that's the fa that's one of the fascinating parts that we'll finally get to talk about next year with this team. You know, being in the Big Twelve and having the conference affiliation and having that more natural path to the college football playoff, you won't have to deal with this issue moving forward. But right now, yeah, I mean, I think that you know, again, if you can find a way to beat Notre Dame, I think it's it does so much for you. It, it, oh. it allows you to say, hey, we yeah, obviously. We beat Notre Dame. It was a great game. You know, neutral site, national game, like huge moment. Yeah, but, dude. And then you look forward and it's like, all right, you know, then, you, then you've got Arkansas coming up after this game. And it's like, all right, if you could find a way to win both of these, that would be crazy. But I think the problem is, is that with what happened in the Oregon game, you know, I it it makes me it I'm concerned. I have to be honest. Like I, I don't trust this team in big games. I trust that they can Ooh. reel Wyoming back in, but I don't trust this team right now in so, like big, big national games. When you say you don't trust BYU in big games, what does that mean? Like is it is it a performance issue? Is it a coaching issue? What does a, that mean? Yeah, I mean I think it's um it's like a multitude of things. I think that, you know, like against Oregon the reason I felt great about them going up there and actually having a chance to break that home winning streak that Oregon has was because I felt like, hey, you would just come off a big victory. Like there was a lot of momentum in the program. You were feeling great about yourself. And then you just came out flat. And I don't know, like there's not a good explanation as to why they came out flat. And that's kind of what I've been talking about all week. That's kind of been my thing this week like what is the answer or the fix for coming out flat I don't know what that is I, is it you know is it the way they prepared during the week is it you know the it, you know the first 10 plays on offense that are scripted by A-Rod and the boys like what is it you know and, and so to me when you're going to a neutral site game against a team like Notre Dame who has an absolute, you know, wrecking ball of a running back and estimate who's ready to go for this game and clearly is hyped on this game. You're telling me that I should have faith that this team isn't going to come out flat, that this team is going to come out ready to take someone's head off. Like th that's my thing. I don't know that it's have faith, but what I do know is this team is, is very well coached. Kalani Sataki and this staff, uh, I'm a big believer in Ed Lamb. I'm a big believer in A-Rod, uh, Tuiaki. Like, I know that there's questions about Tuiaki. My biggest question is, do you have the goods? Do you have the talent on defense to win this game? That's the only thing that matters to me. When you you look at the injuries um, that we're talking about, if Gabe Summers is anything less than 95%, they're not winning this game. If he doesn't play, they're not winning this game. Right. They've got to stop the run. And to do that, you're going to have to be exceptional up front. You're going to have to be consistent. My biggest fear with this game for BYU is you have not been consistent up front. You have not consistently had seven guys in the right place at the right time. And and you, yeah. you mentioned the Oregon game. I think we saw that 
on display against Oregon. And I think, frankly, that's why Notre Dame's a three-and-a-half-point favorite in this game. And maybe that line is accurate. Uh, I don't know. But if BYU is not going to consistently display an ability to stop the run, they're not going to be in this game. They are going to get gashed. It is going to be a clock control game for Notre Dame, which is exactly what they're trying to do. Fast. And I think that when you look at at, at Estime and you, you look at the way uh, that this offense has has worked this year for Notre Dame, they want to control the clock and they want to do that with the run game. And I think Drew Pine is a decent, not not exceptional in any way, not special in any way, but he's got enough weapons, uh, especially with Michael Mayer at, at tight end. He's got enough weapons to beat you with his arm because they're going to run the football well. It's simply a matter of what BYU's answer on defense is. Yeah, and I think we all have some, you know, maybe anxiety is too strong, but some fear of this concept of BYU just being, or I'm, I'm sorry, of Notre Dame being able to just run all over BYU of, of the, of the, yeah. you know, the, the ghost of missed tackles in the Oregon game coming back to get you in the Notre Dame game. And I, and I think those are completely justified. Frankly, I think again, guys like Max Tooley and Ben Bywater need to show the hell up in this game. Like I need, I need, you know, for those guys specifically to set the tone early in this game. And and again, I know that that Audric Estime is a difficult guy to tackle. This is someone yeah. who is sub six feet, so his pad level is really low. I think I think we looked yesterday, he was like 225, 230 pound back. Like this guy is for real. And I look at this and I say, okay, yeah, if Notre Dame is going to be able to run and control the clock. That essentially just means that Jaron Hall and that offense are going to have to score every time they have the ball. And that's never a recipe for success. So. Yeah, and I think the guy you're going to hear a lot about on Saturday afternoon in Vegas is Micah Harper. I think he's a guy now with Malik Moore being out uh, for BYU as we get you ready for BYU and Notre Dame on the Monty Show presented by the Advocates, UtahAdvocates.com. Uh, I think what you're seeing is you're looking at a situation where um, you have a guy in, in Malik Moore that's not going to play with a broken hand. That's a big deal for this defense. And I think we've seen with him out of the lineup, I mean, Micah Harper, I think, has played pretty well. Um, and I think he's a guy that that is not going to replace, obviously, uh, what Malik Moore brings to the yard. But he's a guy that can can do some things, and I've been impressed with his play in the box at the line of scrimmage. And obviously, as we've been talking about, I mean, against Audrick Estime and Notre Dame, you're going to need that. Yes. Um, but... You look at the you look at the tackle leaders uh, for Notre Dame, and and you look at at you know the or excuse me for BYU. You look at the numbers. Um, you know it's Bywater, it's Peyton Wilger, it's it's Tyler Batty, it's Keenan Peely. Like those guys are going to have to be at the top of the list because you're going to have to break Notre Dame's will. And I just you know I'm not trying to be negative. I just don't know that that BYU is that football team. I I don't know. You know we we've talked a lot about. You know, is Kalani Sataki too nice? And is yeah. this where this comes back to bite you in the ass? Because I don't know that this defense is mean. That I mean, if we're being really brutally honest, is BYU's defense mean, tough? Do they want to fight? Are they a snarling group? I don't know the answer to that. And I think if you want to win this game, you better be a hell of a lot meaner than you were at Autzen Stadium against Oregon. Because yeah. you were soft in that game. And if you're going to be soft in this game... Notre Dame's going to run all over you because they're bigger than you are up front. You're injured on the defensive line. Your your safeties are going to be down at the line of scrimmage. Your linebackers are going to have to have a big afternoon. And frankly, Jake, I just don't know that they're that that guy. Yeah, and I think when you look at the leadership on the team, and you know, it's like this. Like BYU is notorious for being nice. Like I think we can all agree with that. It's always been a conversation piece. At the same time, I think that 
that, you know, when when we talk to, like on the show, when we talk to guys like Max Tooley or, you know, any anybody else that we might have on from the defense, like I think that, that you know, these guys are very accountable to their mistakes and the missed tackles. But I do tend to agree. Like I would love to hear a guy like Max say something like, like Estime said. I would love to hear them say, yeah, we're coming out looking to shut these guys down because yeah. we know that their lifeblood is the run. And if we stop the run, this game's over. Like, I would have loved to have heard someone from BYU say that. Yeah, but I, I just don't think that's who they are. I mean, I, I think when you, you look at this game and you you look at how this game sets up um, and you, you start trying to diagnose how these two teams are going to go about their business, um, I think it, it would be shocking if, A, BYU comes out flat. I'd be really surprised by that. Same. I'd be really, yeah, I would be really surprised if BYU were not better against the run this week. They've spent a lot of time in practice talking about a gap, you know, being gap sound, being assignment sound at linebacker. Um, You know, you're going to have, you're going to have your safeties down at the line of scrimmage. And, you know, thankfully, Micah Harper is a much more stout defender against the run than Malik Moore is. And Drew Pine, again, the quarterback at Notre Dame is not a prolific passer at this point in his career, but They've spent a lot of time stopping the run this week. Yeah, I want to see the fruits of that labor on the field. And I, I, I am, this is a one possession game. This is a field goal kind of game. This is going to be dirty, nasty football. And I like what you've said this week. I think you're exactly right. This could be the game that Jaron Hall defines his BYU career by. Because I think he's a guy that's going to have to have a massive, massive day on the box score. He's going to have to, Throw for 300. He's probably going to have to run for 50. Miles Davis is not likely to play in this game. Um, I think you are going to see the Jaron Hall show. Now, I am also told that Puka Nakua should be good to go in this game. Chase Roberts is much more up in the air. Um, But Puka and Gunner should be on the field together for the first time this year on a full-time basis. Um, I think that's a big get. But it's going to (coughs) be... Hi. (laughs) <laughs> Good to meet you. It's going to be the Braden Cospers of the world that are going to win this game for for BYU, in my opinion. Yeah, and I think that, you know, Jaron is Jaron is the one guy you can look to on this team and say, yeah, he's been really consistent. He's We know what we're getting from Jaron Hall, you know, and, and I think that, again, we talk so much about the run with Notre Dame, but at the same time, I, I think if, you know, if, if that backfield can somehow produce, you know, 100, 150 yards, that'd be crazy. I mean, what would that do yeah. for this offense? But that's probably not going to happen. And so to me, it's like it comes down to, it comes down to, you know, again, big plays. I Like I've said, I think early in the game, if you can, you know, manufacture that 40-yard touchdown bomb to kind of set the tone, I think that would be, that would be huge. And I think that is something that I feel pretty confident they can do. I feel like BYU, especially, you know, when you have for the first time, you know, Puka and Gunner, and then you mix in Keanu Hill and, and let's, let's just espouse that, that Chase Roberts does play. That'd be nice to have him in the slot. Like there are options, you have options. And I think that, that if they can just find a way to get their feet on, you know, on the ground and settle in this game offensively, they're going to be fine. But I, I ultimately, I really do feel like this comes down to the defense more than the offense. If the defense can stop the run, they're going to be fine. If yeah, they don't, we'll see. You know. We'll see. I mean, I, I the secondary players, the Cody Epps of the world comes to mind. Braden Cosper. Yeah. Um, those guys have to play well. Let's get your comments. What do you guys think? Give us score predictions. 
on on BYU and Notre Dame. Um, I think this is one of those games where you, you you're going to find out very quickly who's what and where. You're going to find out who wants it. Um, and I, I think it's going to be very interesting to see exactly who wants to play this football game um, and who wants who wants all the smoke, as Jake likes to say. All yes. them young whippersnappers. Yeah, all them whippersnappers. They want the smoke. Right. By the way, it is Friday. Yes. It is Friday here on the Monty Show. Football Friday presented by our good friends at Quick Quack Car Wash. Uh, love the guys at Quick Quack Car Wash. Send us pictures when you go through the car wash. We love seeing that. We yeah. love being able to... Uh, you know, to offer you guys free car washes and discounts and whatnot. So send us pictures of yourself going through the car wash at Quick Quack. Um, they're our newest partner on the show. We love having them on board. Uh, bring your kids to that car wash, by the way, because all the different colors, all the different lights, all the friendly faces. Like it's a it's a fun experience going to Quick Quack, and it's quick. It's five minutes. Yes, they call themselves Quick. See Quick Quack. See what they did there. It's, it's just quick, and quick. It's, it's in the name. It's Quick Quack. It's efficient. And stuff. Even when the line is long, it, it you're not there ten minutes. I mean, yeah. you're, the, when the line's long, you're still moving through quick. So make sure you find your uh, nearest quick quack car wash all over uh, the great state of Utah, Arizona. I know we have a, a lot of our friends in Phoenix. Look for quick quack car wash there as well. Yes. Uh, but great to have quick quack on board for football Friday. Right here on the Monty Show. First one in this morning, MY Jazz fam. What's up, my guy? Good to see you. Happy Friday, Kurt Myers. What's going on? Uh, Kurt says, is the ACC breaking up? Not yet. Not yet. We'll find out. Uh, Mike Chase, good morning. Says, morning, fellas. Getting ready to drive to Vegas to watch the game. I'll be listening to the best sports talk show in the state as I travel down there. Thanks, Monty. Let's go, Mike. Thank you, Mike Chase. Let's Appreciate go. you, friend. Good to see you. Yes. Always good to have you guys on the road watching the show. We uh, we very much appreciate that. Kurt Myers uh, says, Mike, be careful down there. Just, ha just had a mishap on the strip. Now, okay. There's been some interesting happenings. Uh, from what I've been told by fans who have been tweeting me pictures and whatnot, and please feel free uh, to find me on Twitter. Tweet me pictures of your uh, of your voyage through the great state of uh, Utah, Nevada, yes. and into Vegas. Um, there you see my Twitter. Hit me on Twitter, The Monty Show, M-O-N-T-Y, The Monty Show. Would love to see your trip. Would love to see your experience uh, for BYU uh, and Notre Dame in Las Vegas. Provo Cougar fan says, biggest fear, D-line rush three scheme. Yeah. I think I think this is where we find out how pliable um, Kalani Sataki's defensive scheme is. I think you're going to see – I mean, you can't rush three against Notre Dame. No way. You, you can, I wouldn't even rush three against Notre Dame in dime situations. I just would not. Um, I would force Drew Pine to throw the ball and beat me, and he's got guys to do that. Um, don't get me wrong. I mean, when, when you look at that wide receiver core um, and, and you see guys like Mayer and Styles, um, when you have when you have three guys with 10 catches or more already, I mean, you're looking at an offense that can throw the football, but Lorenzo Styles is going to be a huge matchup for BYU in that secondary. It'll be interesting to see how they handle him and Michael Mayer at the same time. Uh, again, Mike, Micah Harper's got his hands full, I think. And this is where Michael Mayer worries you because when you're running the ball and you're so focused on stopping the run, yeah, um, the tight end tends to be a weapon, and BYU has a very, very good tight end. Steven, Steven Barnhart says, good morning from Florida. Steven, hope you guys are well down there. Justin Salas says, good morning, fellas. I think BYU loses by 7 to 10 points. Didn't really trust BYU in the big games. Well, well 
Alex Chacon says 55 to nothing. Well, you know, I mean, there, there is, you know, okay. Okay. Please. No, that's, I don't think that's going to, I don't think that's an accurate score. I mean, you know, Arlington Bears, my guy. What's up, Chris Karn? Good to see you. Leaving at 10 for Vegas. Let's hey, go. Let's go. Let's go. Uh, we need pictures at Allegiant. Yeah, man. let's like, go. Come on. Let's go. Tweet, tweet at us. Get it. Get, tweet us those pictures. I want to see it. Chris Karn's actually in our um, casuals getting cut. Uh, group on Instagram. Chris, let's see some pictures, my man. I want to see that uh, right here on the show, just like you want to see football at 50, 10 of the hour, every hour, uh, presented by our good friends at Papa Murphy's Pizza. Get 25% off your order of $25 or more at Papa Murphy's Pizza. Um, I mean, I, I hesitate to bring up this concussion on Thursday night football. Yeah. But it happened again. Yep. As Colts running back uh, Niam Hines suffered a concussion, stumbled on the field. It was an ugly situation. Um, you know, and, and the hit is pretty, by concussion standards, the hit is pretty tame. But look at him stumbling. That's a Broncos trainer Yeah. running on the field to care for, for Hines. And it, it that hit is... It, it just seems innocuous is the word. Like, it doesn't seem like a significant hit. It seems casual. But yeah, like, it, how did that drop him? But it did. And you're seeing again on a national broadcast, Thursday Night Football. Yes. Here we go with a running back in the NFL suffering a concussion that forces him to stumble. And he's unable to walk. I mean, like, how much more of this are NFL fans going to put up with? Yeah, I mean, uh, it's it's obviously been a lot lately, and I, I, I don't know. I mean, I, I have to think that it's kind of a mixed bag as far as, like, where people come down in concussions. But to me, what this hit says, and you're going to see it here in a minute on this highlight, this hit that he takes, to me, because it was not, like, really a head-to-head. -head, like, notice how this isn't, like, a head-to-head -head kind of, like... That's just a football play. That's a good hit. That's a good hit. He leads with the shoulder. What that hit says to me is th this guy is susceptible to concussions because of football, because of the beating you take as yeah. a running back. He's probably more susceptible. And by the way, it's worth noting that uh, Jonathan Taylor did not play in that game because of an injury. And this just sucks. I, I, I don't know if there's anything you can do about it. That's no. the thing. I mean, again, we can talk about helmet technology all we want. Uh, but I don't know that, that 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 fixes the issue. I really don't. By the way, uh, Colts beat the Broncos in a game that had, what, seven field goals in it? Dude, brutal. Uh, no touchdowns, really no offense. And I, I think the biggest question is, what is wrong with Russell Wilson? Uh -huh. 274, no touchdowns, two picks. Like, is this Russell Wilson or is this the Denver Broncos? I mean, I think it's a little bit of both. I think Russell Wilson's just got to be better. I mean, there's a, you know, if you watch ESPN on Get Up this morning, they've got a whole breakdown, you know, how he's got guys wide open and he's just missing them. There was one specific play in the end zone where he missed a guy. Like, he's just missing guys. And, and, and I kind of feel like this may be that it's a new scheme and he's just struggling to learn it. But I also think that he's just not performing. Like, when you play as long as he's played, and you've played in the games he's played, against the defenses you played against, at some point, some of this stuff becomes, you know, repeated, right? Like, you understand what cover two defense is. You understand when you're probably going to get the corner blitzing, you know, as with what he's done. So my point just is, is that, yeah, sure, you're learning a new scheme, but some of this stuff isn't rocket science. So, to me... I 
I have to think at some point this gets turned around, but my biggest thing with this game how. last night, like for Amazon specifically, number one, they still have the audio issue that they're working on. Number yeah, why two, is it so the audio is just so low? Yeah, and I don't know. I don't know why this is so difficult to figure out. I, You know, like typically with audio levels, you just have to make sure that everyone's kind of in the same ballpark and it's fine. But my thing here is that this game, like the prior Thursday night games have been great games and they've gotten huge viewership. Look at Hullabilly. Broncos fans leaving in the fourth was hilarious. Like, yeah, they had no confidence. Yeah. That, yeah. that Russ was going to was gonna win that game. Uh, Provo Cougar fan says, not enough NFL recovery time Sunday to Thursday. Totally agree. Um, Justin Salas says, I've been saying this for years. I think we need to get rid of Thursday night football, more injuries, and the play is usually subpar. And they're crappy games. Look, with all due respect, the Chicago Bears are on uh, Thursday night football next week. I'm not looking forward to it. Justin Fields isn't a good quarterback. Why would I look forward to and my question for Thursday uh, night is how much does the viewership suffer? Because they did huge numbers the first couple of weeks. How much does viewership suffer? I think a lot. Uh, Mike Maple says it was the worst game I've seen since uh, BYU-Utah Ice Bowl. Okay. Wow. Uh, Renee Roca says props to Broncos fans. I left this game in the second quarter. Boring AF. By the way, uh, Rene Roca uh, had a pumpkin pizza from Papa Murphy's yesterday. Dude, let's go. Well, how was it? How yeah, was how was the uh, the Jacko pizza? We're having ours tonight, yeah. obviously. Yeah. Uh, we order Papa Murphy's pizza every Friday Dang, night. I didn't even think about that yet. That's got me hyped now. Yeah, the Jacko pizza. Yes. The Jacko pizza. Jacko. Did you get Satan's giblets on it? Like, Renee, you got to no, spill the on. beans. Let's Don't go. Don't tell me you did. Let's go. What's up with that? Um, You know, I, I think it. Okay. Uh, M. Alvarez says, doing some hurricane cleanup tomorrow. Uh, then watching the BYU Notre Dame game. Go Cougs. Let's go. Appreciate you, M. Alvarez. Uh, Steve Barnhart says, Russell is just not the same as he was during the Legion of Boom years. My wife blames it on his wife changing him. Ooh. This seems Ooh. to be going around the league. I have it to be does. honest. I mean, this seems like a lot of these guys that are, you know, in their 30s and are big-time quarterbacks. This seems to be happening. And, and I wonder if all this Tua stuff and all the concussion stuff that have come up this year – has exacerbated that issue for these guys. Yeah. I, mm, see, I, she's she's uh, mildly attractive, Sierra. Yeah. Ciara? Ciara. Same thing. I think is how you say it. But um, I love that drop we used to play when Jake would play drops on the show. Um, they, they, you guys don't know. That was years ago now. Yeah, that's um, for where, the long time. Where Jake used to play drops. Yeah, but I don't, we, I don't, we had I don't a, play drops anymore. We had a Ciara drop where she was like, go Hawks. Yeah, in bed after they were about to go to Pound Town, you know? <laughs> wow. Okay. Well, I'm just, well, I'm just you seeing, know, telling how I see you know, it. Uh, Jeff Johnson says, come on, Monty. Jimmy G is worse than Justin Fields. Hell no. I'll take Jimmy G on my team. Would. I mean, I would. Uh, Renee Roca says, my kid loved it. We love Papa Murphy's. Appreciate you, Renee Roca. Uh, Norga Kug says, amazing that a country like Norway, where you can play soccer outside eight months of the year, can produce a player like Erling Haaland. We don't talk about Erling Haaland because he plays for that crappy yeah, city team. I mean, that's team. offensive to bring him up. Are you kidding me? Come Go on. Chelsea. What are you, what are you talking about? Uh, anyway, uh, Boyd Lake says, uh, got to push back on that wifey so she stays in her lane like Tommy. Tommy. Okay, so by the way. Yeah. 
the latest rumor um, from the, I think, one of the best celebrity gossip sites on the internet, RadarOnline.com. Radar says that Giselle is not satisfied um, in the marital relations department. Right. Quote, the relationship has gone ice cold. And that Tommy isn't kicking it between the uprights enough. And that he won't go deep. He won't take a shot. And he's not running any seam routes. He's not pounding the A-gap. <laughs> again, again, okay. <laughs> High five myself again. Thanks, Jake. Uh, he's not pounding the A-gap. Oh, my God. I mean, we're going to get euphemisms for days on this. Do you buy it that Tommy, Tommy's goalpost isn't up? <laughs> Uh, yeah, I mean, I guess. I don't know, man. Like, we all know that Tommy is like this vegan, drink-a-green-shake guy, you know. Drink like a green you know, That's who guy. he's been, you know. So, to me, it wouldn't it wouldn't at all be surprising if Tom Brady was like, nah, I can't, I can't pound the A-gap because I got to save my energy or I got to do, you know, whatever the hell it is. But, I don't you know, know. They, they do have kids. They've got three kids, and they all need Jacko pizzas. 911, what's your emergency? Something is in my house. I'm sorry, say again? I smell something delicious, and I don't know what it is. Ma'am, ma'am, can you describe it for me? It smells like golden crust, freshly shredded cheese, and pepperoni. Ma'am. Ma'am, we've traced the smell, and it's coming from inside your oven. What do you mean? It's a Papa Murphy's Jacko pizza, and it's just $10. Oh, amazing. Papa Murphy's. <laughs> Papa Murphy's. Yes. Use the promo code uh, Monty25. Get 25% off your uh, purchase of $25 or more. Oh, God, here we go. Uh, Lopes Van Gabe says Brady's not hitting the tight end. Alex, <laughs> Alex Chacon, he's not hitting that tight end. Right. Uh, you know, you, you, uh, you know, uh, Ed Wynn says a gap greater than thigh gap. Okay. See what, see what he does there. Right. A gap, thigh gap. We get it. See, right. See, uh-huh. You know, right. Kyle J says that was incredible. <laughs> <laughs> you know, uh, Boyd Lake says you have to, uh, you have to be together to tango. If Giselle is anywhere near, she's getting attention. I am sure. Look, I think we all know that planting the seed in the marital garden can sometimes be tumultuous when married, right? Um, that you are not always marriage is challenging, man. I think we've talked about this on the show a lot. Mrs. Monty and I have talked about this. It should happen. Yeah. You're not, you're not always in love when you're married, you make that choice and you're not always you know, voraciously looking to, you know. And just kind of scruff it and play with it when it's wet. You're not always looking to take (laughs) it to the house. You know what I'm saying? But it is one of those things where, listen, if you're Giselle, you're a Brazilian supermodel, you know. Uh, Dwayne Boone says Tom Brady doesn't want to play nose tackle. Right, right. See what he did there? Nose tackle. Right. You you know. Uh Uh-huh. Ed Wynn says at least he won't be getting sacked. See, because they're not. Wow. <laughs> you know. See, this is why it's Friday. This is why we love this show. The Monty Show, presented by the Advocates, UtahAdvocates.com. Uh, when you've been in Iraq, you've been in an accident, you get knocked off your motorcycle. Did you, 
you know, just slip and fall at the grocery store. Well, that's not your fault. You need to be compensated for that. And you need somebody who's going to fight for you because I guarantee you, everybody, anybody who's been in a car accident, you know, you get that call. Hey, it's Joey uh, D's nuts from uh, the, the insurance company. Joey D's nuts. Hey, Joey. Uh, and he's like, hey, I got a check for you for $37. Let's uh, let's go ahead. And by the way, sign right here. We'll hand you the check. <laughs> Don't do it. Call the advocates. UtahAdvocates.com. Chat with them for free online. There's never a consultation fee. There's never a retainer fee. You don't pay the advocates until they win your case. Chat with them online for free right now at UtahAdvocates.com. Speaking of the advocates, by the way, they have a big event this weekend. That's right, T. Um, they're first. They do these cool things. Um and, and one of their attorneys is actually going to join us at 7.30 real quick to talk about it. Um, you know, we don't do a whole lot of, um, you know, we don't do a whole lot of, like, guest appearances and stuff. Right, yeah. But they have a they have a cool little thing. Um, their winter car prep event is tomorrow, uh, Saturday, October 8th, 10 to 2 at Victor's Tires in West Valley, 3958 West 35th South uh, in West Valley. Um, you can enter to win a set of tires from Victor's Tires. Tickets, gift cards, um, an Echo Dot. It's nice. all at Victor's Tires tomorrow with the Advocates, 3958 uh, West, 3500 South, uh, for their first winter car prep event. So this is one of the things we always tell you. Um, we look for companies who are involved in the community. Yeah. And we look for companies that you know really work with people. And I think the advocates do that. And this winter car prep event's a perfect example. They're trying to prevent you from being in a bad compromising situation when it snows. Because you know that first snow, yep. traffic's always bananas. So make sure you join the advocates uh, tomorrow at Victor's Tires in West Valley City. Big weekend of football. It's Football Friday on the Monty Show. Uh, presented by Quick Quack Car Wash. Um Big games. And again, I think the question of what's the bigger game, BYU versus Notre Dame or Utah versus UCLA, because I, I promise you, and I know that I have been on the DTR bandwagon. You have, to your which, credit. Which is not VD or some terrible disease. It's Dorian Thompson Robinson, the quarterback at, at UCLA. Right. I think he is, he is rapidly ascending the ladder in the Pac-12. I think he is only second to Caleb Williams at USC as far as quarterbacks go in the in the pack. I think DTR is having this season of his career um, that he's only got one uh, one interception, and I think the fact that you know Bobo's a great receiver, but I mean Charbonnet's a great running back. Like yeah. he doesn't have a dearth of weapons. He really is the weapon. He's the guy you got to account for at UCLA. I think I think Utah's going to have their hands full at the Rose Bowl. Yeah, hundred percent. I think that you know guys like Clark Phillips, you know your 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 DBs in this game. I mean, they're going to have to ball out if Utah wants to win this game. I mean, you you the thing with DTR right now is that he he obviously um, is really good at running. So this whole concept of having to keep contain on him and also. Um, you know, essentially play man across the board and spy the quarterback, you know, that's a difficult thing to do. And I think yeah. that, you know, you can easily see a situation. And frankly, this is why DTR is special, because if you can get him in space against the linebacker in the open field, he should be able to beat that linebacker. So for Utah, when, you know, with that being the case, I'm curious what Witt's going to do. But I, I will say this, I do think that 
you know, Utah's defense is more than capable of doing their thing against DTR in that offense. I trust, like the same way that I have trust issues in big games for BYU is the same way that I really trust Witt's defense above all else in big oh, games. So we're going to piss a bunch of people off today. Yes, we I are. I see how it is. Yes, we are. Look, Jake Bobo's a hell of a receiver. Um, you know, Casimir Allen's another great weapon for UCLA. Um, I just look at DTR. I mean, the guy's got just about 1,500 yards of total offense this year, 11 touchdowns, one pick. Uh, I mean, he's only been sacked, I think, four times. Like, UCLA is better than people give them credit for. But you're going up against an NFL-style defense. You're going up against a defense that, you know, while you have missed Mo Diabate, he's supposed to be back this week. Mm -hmm. I think that... What you're getting out of Lander Barton is is just the beginning. It's just the beginning, you know, with Lander Barton. Like he's a stud. You look at Clark surface. Phillips. You look at. I mean, you look at this in, this entire secondary, this entire defense. Um, I mean, this is an NFL defense. You're gonna have probably half a dozen guys off this defense go to the league. You feel like this is a game that is a real danger game for for Utah. And it's going to be a matter of big guys playing in big games. And I think yes. this is where you define your career. I mean, if you're going to go to the Rose Bowl and they have struggled to draw, there's no question about that. But I think we saw last Friday night, they you know they had 50,000, 60,000 there. Um, I think you also look at, you're probably, you know that Utah fans travel well. You know that there is a good fan base of Utah fans in Los Angeles. Yeah. My guess is you're going to see you know, 35, 45,000 fans at the Rose Bowl. It's not going to look empty the way it has. This is a big game. It's a national TV game. Um, this is a game that you, Utah is favored in. It's only three and a half points, which is a bit surprising. This feels like a dangerous game. If you are, if you are Utah, you need to come and knock some fools out. And I think if you're Utah, you have to put DTR back on his heels right out of the gate. 100%. 100%. You got to have pressure. You got to have discipline uh, with your assignments. I mean, you have to. You just have to play a really high level of defense with guys who can run and throw. I mean, it's a different you know strategy, obviously, when you have to account for a quarterback that can burn you on the ground. So to me, I just think that, that again, Utah's defense seemingly always has an answer. Utah's defense seemingly finds a way to keep their team in the game. And I know early in the season, missed tackles, struggles, you know, they did not play well. But I think we've seen that that bounce back. And I think when you do what they did to Oregon State, like to me, I just, I don't know, man. I, I just, I guess I just have trust for them. I, I expect them to, and maybe that's the word, I expect them to perform. I expect them to do their damn job and put Cam in a position to win the game. Yeah, and I, I think it's going to be interesting to see exactly how all that plays out. Uh, you know, like who performs and who doesn't. Uh, Boyd Lake says half a dozen. Not so long ago, we were observing how much Utah missed Devin Lloyd. Well, I mean, I think if you look at their defense, I, I think there's no doubt that Cole Bishop is going to the league, right? There's Guys one. are developing, yeah. Kareen Reed's going to the league. That's two. Um, my guess is Lander Barton's going to the league. That's three. Um, I look at Clark Phillips, no doubt about it. That's four right there. Um, and then I, I think as as you go through the 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 rest of this defense, I mean, what about Mo Daibate? I mean, he's going to have to play better. He's going to have to show a little more, but I think he gets a shot at the league. There's no doubt about that. I mean, the 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 guys like Gabe Reed, the guys like Van Filiger mm -hmm. is a guy that's going to is going to get a shot in the NFL. Does he stick and stay? I don't know. He will get a shot in the NFL because of his build. 
Um, you look at R.J. Hubert. There's no reason to think that R.J. Hubert doesn't get, you know, as he consistently develops. I mean, you look at the guys that are contributing on this defense um, and you look at the guys that are making plays. I mean, there are some absolute can't misses. Lander Barton and Cole Bishop, Clark Phillips. I mean, those guys are almost assuredly going to the NFL. Right. And it's just a matter of, of who else um, gets a shot. I mean, it, it is. But you also have to remember that you're probably – you know, you're you're probably looking offensively as well. You know, Tavion Thomas, this is a big moment in time for Tavion Thomas as an NFL running back. Right. I mean, he th is this the game where Tavion Thomas finally gets back to, you know, 75 yards and two touchdowns? Is this a game? Does he break 100 yards in this game? He's a thousand yard back last year. We all we all realize that, right? Like this well, is a guy who's got talent and can perform, but seemingly has lost a grip on his job. And so, what do you get? You get you know, reps split between him and the two other guys, and they each get six carries, and they yeah. just do a little bit. And it, and that's what I'm saying. Like, this job is wide open for Tavion to go and get. He's just got to go and get it. And I think that you, you, you look around this offense, and Utah finds itself in a time offensively where you don't have the reliable option like you had in Britton Covey and, and Brant Keithy and, like, that combination. Now, Vele is, is growing. He is stepping up. You know, I, I think his yards per catch are, like, up to 9 or 10 now or whatever the hell it is now. So, I mean, he's definitely growing, and he's producing. But you just, again, it's that sense of reliability and being able to say, okay, I know week in, week out, you know, Tavion Thomas is our back. Devon Vele is our number one. Dalton Kincaid's our guy at tight end. Like, knowing that these guys are going to perform every single week, that way when UCLA does come around and they're having a nice season for once and they are 4-0, that you can say, okay, we know the guys we're going to go to, that they are going to get open and win their, win their assignment. And right now, I think you're dealing with a little bit of that at Utah where it's like, hey, we're splitting carries three ways. Devon Bailey's still kind of stepping into his own. You know, Brant Keithy goes down. Can Dalton Kincaid back that up? Or what are we doing there? So that's what I'm saying. These games have the potential both as a team and individually to sort of springboard you to another level. Yeah, we'll see. It, it'll be interesting just looking at, at Utah's defensive numbers. I mean, they give up less than a passing touchdown a game. They give up less than half a passing touchdown a game. Um, I mean, I, I look at... They're they're averaging almost you know like two two interceptions a game. Like you look at that defense and you look at, I mean their their rush yards a game. Utah gives up 123 yards rushing per game, uh, but they only give up one rushing touchdown a game. Like their mm -hmm. their rush defense could be better. There's there there is absolutely no doubt about that. Um, Nord Coog says surprise that UCLA is second against the run in the Pac-12. Utah has to run the, the ball well to win. Uh, currently, rushing yards per game. UCLA's number one. They give up about 80 and a half. Yeah. Um, I don't know. You know, I mean, I I look at their – how many – who's number one against the pass? Utah's by far number one against the pass. I mean, overall, total defense. I mean, I, I would – you know, total defense, you're looking at – you, you, UCLA is is number two in in total yards again. Yeah, you, I mean, you, UCLA's defense is better than people will give them credit for. There's no doubt about that. Uh, Provo Cougar fan says the Utah two game UCLA USC is daunting 
as BYU, Notre Dame, and Arkansas two games. Big time football has arrived in the state of Utah. Amen to that. Agreed. I mean, October is where guys move. This is moving time now. And if you look at UCLA and USC back-to-back, Notre Dame and Arkansas back-to-back, I mean, let's face it, though, BYU has had a meat grinder of a schedule. I mean, you look at you know the Baylors, the Oregons, you look at, you know, it's a good now schedule, Notre man. Dame and Arkansas, your bye week in November. Like, this is absolutely a ball-breaking schedule. I, I, I think to, to split, you got to split these two games with Notre Dame and, and Arkansas. And you're probably, I mean, just by geography, you're probably better off against Arkansas. Um, but you have a chance to win both these games. I mean, you, you truly, you have a chance to prove a point about who you are and what you are as a football team. Uh, Kendall Dean says, I was very impressed with the UCLA's defense against Washington. I think everybody was. I think everybody was. Um, let's see. Target uh, Locke says, head down to Vegas this a.m. Go Cougs. Drive safe, my let's man. Let's go. Looking forward to it. Uh, MYJS fan says, amazing if U of U and BYU win both of their next two games. It's possible, yes, but Arkansas and USC are going to be doozies. I I wonder, is Utah the team that exposes USC? Yeah, I mean, I think that if you're, yeah, I, I think that Utah, like I have faith that Utah can really make Caleb Williams' life difficult. I think that, you know, when you're, when you're playing you know, a Kyle Whittingham defense, again, they just have that organization. They have that, that, that discipline within the core fundamentals of the scheme that allow them to make your life tough as a quarterback. So I think this UCLA game is a great measuring stick though. I mean, DTR, obviously, as we were just saying is, is a hell of a quarterback in his own right. And if Utah comes out and dominates him and holds, holds UCLA to, you know, 20 points, let's say, I mean, that's going to be impressive. I, I, you know, I, I think you can't ask for much more. Dorian Thompson Robinson is arguably the best quarterback in the Pac-12. Yeah. You're going to get him. And then the guy that most people say is the best quarterback in the Pac-12 is Caleb Williams. You get him next week. Yeah. This is where we're going to define Utah season, right? I, I think this is, again, not to be redundant. This is a trap game for Utah. This is a yeah. very difficult game. Um, I think you have got to win this game. You cannot look forward to USC. You cannot. You just can't. I mean, all of your dreams and hopes for this season are in front of you. You just got to win the next two weeks, and you should win this conference. Um, you, you, yes. I, I don't see how you don't. You know, I, I look at, I look at the rest of the games in the conference. I mean, this weekend as we, uh, you know, as we get ready for a big weekend of football, I just, I tell you, if you're putting your money down this weekend, look out in the Pac-12 because I think it is going to be very difficult. Um, to, you know, to pick some of these games. Like I look at the USC game specifically. I don't know how much you guys pay, pay attention to lines. USC is a 13 point home favorite against Washington state. That doesn't sound right to me. Like I like, and again, I, I, I think USC's offense is one of the best in the country, but you look at Washington state has not been a walk in the park, right? Washington State has been – it took Oregon right to the wire. Mm-hmm. Like, why are – I feel like this is a almost a slap in the face at Washington State. That's going to be a closer game. I don't know how you bet that game. Yeah, I mean, I, that game has barn burner written all over it. USC is not a good defense to me. Like, you know, obviously they're okay, but 
defense is not their strength and Washington State can score the football. So to me, that that's see, that's one of those games where I'm like, hey, all right, all right, Lincoln, all right, Caleb Williams, time to get it going on offense. You're probably going to need 40 to win that game. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I don't disagree with that. Let's get some of your thoughts in there. Yes, Boyd, like, thank you. He agrees with me. Uh, I see this as Utah's trap game this year. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, Provo uh, Cougar fan says Utah will be back in the college football playoff if the Utes win the next two games. Very likely. Kyle Chase says Utah has good enough athletes at linebacker to run a QB spy if they need to. We're going to find out. Mo Diabate's got to step up now. Yeah. It, it's time to – it's time. This, these are, this is when your resume is written. It's time for Mo to step up. Uh, James Griffin says probably impossible, but would sure be cool if the stars somehow aligned that BYU and Utah played in a New Year's Six game. Probably impossible. I would I would agree with that. Probably impossible. Uh, Kyle J said, "Whit made it sound like Tavion could be back, being the number one running back again this week." They they I don't know that you have a choice. Yeah, I don't know that you have a choice. I mean, I know he's had issues off the field, both in his personal life and with discipline. You know, we'll we'll see what we'll see. But they, I think they really need him. You know, like it is, it's a it's a big big deal. Uh, Kyle G says, uh, my biggest concern is the height difference between Bobo and Clark. I wish Clark was six, two so bad. Well, yeah, Jake Bobo's a hell of a wide receiver. He's a, I mean, he's a volleyball player playing football. I mean, he is, I think he's what? Six, two, six, three. Mm-hmm. I mean, he's a big dude. He's got, that doesn't mean that, 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 you know, you can't play defense on him. That doesn't mean that there aren't ways to beat guys like that. No, I would agree with that. Kendall yeah. Dean says UCLA has a better defense than Utah and mo- and a lot of statistics they do. But you got to play when, when you go head to head. We'll we'll find out Saturday afternoon. I mean, your your primetime football one thirty on Fox. I mean, yes. we're we're gonna find out. Um, you know who's got the nuts to do it. I mean, and you know when you're when you're watching that game, um, there is almost no doubt in my mind, um, that you're gonna have the smoker from Barbecue Pit Stop absolutely cranked up, rocking and rolling, and your neighbors are jealous. Right? That's yes. the best part of owning a smoker. When you crank up that smoker and you hit ignite. And that smoke starts puffing out that side. And your neighbors are like, Ooh. Bet you weren't expecting this one. Do you smell what the rock is cooking? <laughs> anyway, I'll stop that. Uh, you should go to Barbecue Pit Stop, bbqpitstop.com, because they have the best barbecue equipment in the business. There's no doubt about that. I mean, I, I think I don't have to tell you that at this point. Traeger, Yoder, Big Green Egg, you name it, they've got it. Uh, but the best part about doing business with the guys at Barbecue Pit Stop is they're good dudes, man. They're guys that you want to talk to. They're guys you want to do business with. They're guys that, frankly, you know, you want, you know, you when you're trying to do a brisket or if you got all the boys coming over, you're not going to Vegas, right? You know, tickets were tough to get, bit of an incident on the strip this week. Okay. Yeah. You know, let's let's have the boys over. We'll fire up the Traeger. Yeah. How do I make that brisket? Like, do I need to wrap it? Well, maybe you do. That's why you go to bbqpitstop.com. Chat with them online. They have a chat feature on their website where you can ask them questions. You can go into their stores in Layton, Logan, Lehigh, uh, St. George, and Salt Lake City, and you could say, hey, man, um, I'm making a brisket for the boys this weekend. What's the best seasoning? Hey, by the way, I'm also going to toss some wings on as an appetizer. I heard Monty talk about this asado seasoning. Do you have that? I'm for real. How about some wing dust? You know, my wife's a vegetarian. She wants some dust for her, uh, you know, cauliflower nuggets. Do you have that? Yes. Obviously. Obviously. They're good dudes. By the way, are you going to smoke a chicken or a uh, turkey breast for Thanksgiving? 
Go to bbqpitstop.com. Find him online in any of their social channels. Clinton, who's in the Lehigh store, just put out a how-to video on YouTube about smoking a turkey breast for Thanksgiving. That's what you get at Barbecue Pit Stop. bbqpitstop.com. Make sure you tell them you heard about it on the Monty Show. We appreciate that very much. A few more of your comments as we uh, get you ready for a huge weekend of football. We'll make our locks coming up here in about 40 minutes at 8 o'clock. Okay. And I don't know. This is, I think this is by far. While I was doing the the Giselle's Bunchton last night, not having sex as a married man, uh, I was laying in bed last night thinking about score predictions. So you you weren't hitting the A-gap. Oh, I was hitting the A-gap. Oh, okay. I I was just asking a question. I mean, you know. You know. Right. Um, Yes. Yes. Uh, Anyway, no, the point is, listen. Um. As I was looking at score predictions on this game, like the consensus, the consensus spread, no pun intended, on the uh, Utah UCLA <laughs> game is 64 and a half. The over on the game is 64 and a half. That, no. With Utah at three and a half points. Mm. First yeah, of all, I don't like that. First of all, do you guys care about spreads, points, lines? Do you guys care about like over, under, totals, like, Give me an idea of what you guys look at when you're looking at these games. 64 and a half is a huge number. I mean, a huge number Yes, in this game. Yeah. You're saying that each team essentially is going to score 32 points. I mean, is Utah's offense putting up 32 points? That uh, I mean, DTR and UCLA can do that. Yeah, I yeah I don't have faith that Utah's offense is doing that, but I, but I also don't have faith that DTR is doing that against Utah's defense. I, that's what I'm saying. Like this feels like a maybe one of these teams scratches into the low 30s. You know, a a, a 33, 31, you know, 31, 28, 31, 24 type game. You know, I I don't know. I I I don't know. That feels that feels I, lofty. I don't see either one of these teams. Scoring thirty-two points, mm-hmm. I think this is this is much lower than that. You have to take the under in this game. These two defenses are accomplished; they're talented. Yeah, I think you have to take the under on this game. But I have a number I like. We'll give that to you at eight o'clock. We'll do locks at eight. Um, I think the far more compelling compelling question is what are we going to get from BYU's defense tomorrow? Mm-hmm. Like that to me, five thirty, uh, NBC national TV game, BYU in Las Vegas taking on uh, Notre Dame. This is a big one. This is a this is a de- defining type game, right? And the line in this game actually is far different. Obviously, we all know Avi. Avi. We all know that Notre Dame is favored by three and a half points here, right? Yeah. But the number that is so interesting is fifty one is the total, right? Fifty one. Yeah. Fifty one. Yeah, because I don't think neither of these teams are strong you know, from a uh, put out a ton of points perspective, like Jaron Hall is special. Uh, but I think that what that line represents is they're basically saying that, that, that they don't think that BYU can get it going in this game. They're they're like, and I don't blame them. Like, I think, you know, what happens if BYU comes out slow, they get down by 14 in the first quarter, wow. you know, and now you're chasing it the whole game. Man, like, I will be so disappointed in, in, no, in BYU if you come out at Allegiant Stadium and you have a slow start, I I don't. That's what I'm saying. Like I it, I would be yeah. stunned. Yeah, I, I would be stunned too. I I would again. I would expect them to come out 
with a hot start, with a high-flying, energetic, like, hot start. I because would expect that. that's on the players, man, and I, 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 I continue to push this point. And we talked to, to Maximus about this, Max Tooley on uh, Tuesday. I, we, we talked to him about slow starts. We talked to him about player accountability. I'm telling you now, you, you we can sit here and we can have conversations about Tuiaki and Ed Lamb and we can have conversations about Harvey Yunga and all these coaches. Yeah. It is not their job to make sure that when the ball is kicked, their players are jacked up. Yeah. It is their responsibility. But if you are a player and you're strapping on that particular uniform in that stadium against that team and you need a coach to plug you in, there's a problem with you. That is a you problem. That is not a Tuiaki drop nine or ten players and rush one. That's not a Tuiaki problem. Yeah. That's a you problem. You if you are if you are a, a football player at BYU and you can't get jacked for, for Notre Dame at Allegiant Stadium, bro, I don't know what you're doing. Yeah, I agree. Why are you playing the game? You know, like I totally. this is and I mean, this should be this should be man versus man. This should be Punch him in the face. Get after it. Let's go. Yeah, that's what this should be. Mm -hmm. This game should be hard fought. This game should be. This should be a battle. This should be, and, and the thing about this kind of game, stylistically speaking, you are running your face into your opponent every single snap in this game. Yeah, because you have to run the ball well to win, and they have to run the ball well to win. Period. That's what it's going to take. That's what this game is. There's going to be blood. There is going to be headaches. Your ears are going to be ringing, and somebody's going to win at the point of attack, and it better be BYU because yes. if BYU loses this game, it's Overte, friends. Yes. Everything you're going, uh, again, you're going to Jimmy's, you know, like feed and equipment bowl in Poughkeepsie. Yeah. I don't think that's a real bowl. Um. Anyway, my point is, Everything you've wanted to accomplish as an independent is right here in front of you. Yes. As a one-loss team, you can be that team. You got to be Notre Dame and Arkansas, but you can be that team. Yeah. But you can't come out the way you came out against Oregon. Yeah, like, what well, is your I think confidence? The last three level? weeks. I mean, let's be honest about it. Like, it, it, it's it's Utah State. But I can Wyoming, almost understand. I can almost but, understand Wyoming. Why? Because I, you 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 feel like you lost something. You left a part of yourself on the field at Autzen. You got smoked. Yeah. You come home, you would expect to take some of that frustration out, but I get it. Utah State, it's inexcusable. It's inexcusable. I felt like they came out too jacked against Oregon. They were dead on their feet against Wyoming and Utah State in the first half. Yeah. And then they were much more well-adjusted against, uh, against Utah State and Wyoming in the second half. Yeah. I don't know, man. I, yeah. I yeah, I don't think that uh, I I cut them slack on the Wyoming one. I you I don't? No, nah, I'm I'm a little different on that. I think that you know if I'm if you're any kind of competitor, if you're any kind of athlete, and you got your ass handed to you the way you did at at Autzen, like I think that you 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 got to be better than that. You like that next game, someone's someone's getting punched in the face. Like that type, that should be the vibe. And then you get it, it's BYU. Hey, we got to be nice. And by we the way, Wyoming like Wyoming is incredibly physical up front. And in in the second half, I think you showed you stopped this rotation garbage. Yeah. And you showed who you were. And that's the other thing. Can we the, let's yeah, just have I a agree. real honest conversation about this BYU offensive line. Yeah. 
have they played well enough? They have not. But it has been Barrington and Freeland and Pay that have, have been the issue. They were certainly the issue at last week against Utah State because I'm telling you now, Harris Lachance and, and, and Suamataia were not. Kingsley Suamataia was not an issue. Those two yeah. guys did their jobs. It's this this desire, and I understand you got to develop guys. I understand you got to play more guys, and but we need to stop playing this game where we're trying to get, okay, little Jimmy's worked hard in practice. Let's give him a few reps at right tackle. <laughs> no. We're not rotating guys. I want five guys, especially when we're struggling to run the football. I want five guys that I believe in that can run the football because yeah. that's what you need. You need chemistry to run the football. You need guys like it's going to be Christopher Brooks. If Miles Davis, and from what I understand, he is very questionable to play this game. Yeah. So if Miles Davis is questionable to play this game, if it's going to be Christopher Brooks, that's a guy that needs to slam it up in the gap and you need good, consistent sound offensive line play to get that done. Yeah, you got to have momentum early in this game. You can't have, uh, you know, the slow start stuff can't happen. No, and and I, I think that I would be stunned. I would be stunned if BYU came out flat. I well, And I would almost rather have BYU come out way over the top. I, I honest to God, I would. Yeah. Like you, and the thing is, like you, Utah, you don't have to worry about this. Right. Utah, you don't worry about Utah's level of, want to or awareness or you don't worry about that yeah you worry about this at BYU and I don't know why that is yeah I don't know this is not a coaching thing though this is not a coaching thing the Monty show presented by the advocates Utah advocates.com I tell you every single day the advocates are the best injury attorneys in the business and listen man when somebody's driving their car and we talk about it all the time in our, our non-sports segments about my pet peeve is that people drive distracted I can't stand that like, hey, man, Bluetooth is in every single car. So that guy swerves and hits you. That's not your fault. You didn't deserve the damage on your car. So please don't, don't have your insurance guy be like, okay, here's a check for $37. Good job on the fender fixer. <laughs> no, my friends. You're going you're gonna, you're gonna to get online, utahadvocates.com. You're going to chat with them. They're going to fight for you. That's why they call themselves the advocates because they fight for you. And the best part is, there's no consultation fees or huge retainers. You don't pay the advocates until they win your case. Check them out online at utahadvocates.com. And, hey, they have a great event coming up tomorrow uh, at Victor's Tires in West Valley. Let's get Josh from the advocates on the show. Josh, howdy, howdy, sir. How are you? Hey, I'm doing great. Thanks so much for having me today. Hey, so, you know, we talk about you guys on a daily basis. This is really cool that you guys are doing this because one of the things we believe in is community. Why are you guys doing this event? Because this is certainly not something I think that people would equate with most law firms. You know what? And that's a good point, Tim. We, we want to give back to the community and that's why we're doing it. This time of year, we're, we're getting ready for our first snowstorm, right? And I was listening to your show earlier today. Seems like that first snowstorm, uh, sometimes we forget how to drive and there's lots of things that go on. But tomorrow, we just want to make sure that people are ready, right? So we're going to be checking the tread on tires. We're going to be checking tire pressure. Um, and then there's going to be lots of giveaways as well. So it should be a pretty fun event. Yeah, including sets of tires. I, I know that there's going to be some tickets, gift cards. It's going to be great. Join the advocates at Victor's Tires, uh, 3958 West, 3500 South West Valley. Uh, they're going to be at Victor's from 10 to 2. So, um, you know, while I have you here, obviously, let's talk about the advocates because, again, we talk about you guys every day. You guys are our presenting sponsor on this show. What separates the advocates from 
And it's a lot. I don't have to tell you this, Josh. There, there are so many, hey, call us. You got hurt. Like, there's so many injury attorneys. Why am I choosing the advocates and utahadvocates.com over everybody else? You know what? Some Sometimes injury is a little bit gimmicky, right? Interact, get a check. And there's just lots of different things that I, I think are, it's almost stigmatized. At the advocates, we are exactly what our name implies. We are your advocate. We're going to do everything to help you out in your time of need. You know, there have been times in my career where I've I've had to be there for a family that's lost a loved one, right? And it's not just simply, oh, hey, let's try to get you the most money possible. It's, hey, we want to be there for you. And we want to go through your case with a fine-tooth comb and make sure that we're ready so that when the defense is trying to bring their side in their case, we know exactly how to get around it and get you the best outcome. But not only that, we want to be there for the community. We want to be there for our clients. Yeah, and I think the hardest part is when you get in a car accident or a motor, you guys do, obviously you work with motorcycles. I mean, you work with, um, you know, trips, falls, injuries, work injuries, all that stuff. Like it's a really difficult time. You guys a lot of times deal with people on some of their worst days. And I think we become so accustomed to, yeah, well, I got in an accident. Let my insurance company handle that. Why is it a mistake to let your insurance company you know, quote unquote, represent you. Why do you want to call the advocates instead of your insurance company? If you think about it, your insurance company, they have thousands of attorneys, right? And and what do they want to do? They, they want to save as much money as they possibly can. And so here at the advocates, we, we don't want to get what's what's unfair. We don't want to get above and beyond. We want to get what's fair, what's what's just, right? And so it, it evens the playing field when you have an advocate. We go up against the insurance companies who have thousands of attorneys, and now you're on the same playing field, right? And so it's yeah. always a good idea to, to, to retain counsel. Not only that, but after an accident, you're, you're trying to get better. You're, wor you're worried about your you know, healing, and you don't want to have to worry about all the paperwork and you know all the phone calls with adjusters, et cetera. Let us worry about that. Yeah, and I, I think that's something we don't think about is the the fact that, hey, yeah, we got in an accident, bummer, I don't have my car or I'm injured, but you also don't have income. You're probably missing work. You're, you you got to pay for things out of pocket. Like you guys do a really good job in helping people like defer medical bills and you guys don't have huge consultation fees or retainers. Like I think it says a lot about you guys that, that you know, if it, you don't pay until you guys win the case. Like I think that says a lot about your confidence and your ability to represent people. For sure. No, for sure. And I actually used to represent uh, a, a big creditor, right? And so I know what it's like when people are coming after you for medical debt and different things. And so we come in, just like you said, Tim, we make sure that, you know, we'll defer those medical bills until your case is over. You're not getting sent to collections, things like that. So it's, it's always a good idea to get an advocate. Well, hey, Josh, we appreciate you uh, hopping on the show again tomorrow. Join the advocates at Victor's Tires, 3958 West 35th South in West Valley City. They're going to have, uh, you can win a free set of tires, but mainly what this is about is making sure that your car is ready for that first snowfall. Josh, I did say it. I'll say it again. The worst day for driving in this town is when it first snows. Uh, and and the funny thing is, I can't believe I'm saying this. It's October. Like that first snowfall, you're going to wake up one day and it, the ground's going to be white. So yeah. you guys are going to get people ready for that. It's coming. Yeah, it's coming. And yeah, we are going to get ready for, for that. That's the purpose of tomorrow's event. Hey, I got to say, I love your guys' show. It's always, you know, I've been listening to sports radio for a long time. I, I actually, you know, played some college football in my day and you guys oh, wow. are the very best of the best. So, yep. 
let, let me guess you were you were like a, a speedster you were the guy like running down the you were running the seam route catching the bombs right that's right yep i played the h or the slot back yeah but hey! I, I played snow college like i can't i can't you know i can't brag too much but snow's a great junior college and yes great success my year guy do you know how many people don't play football like it is i'm t snow college is a great college man yeah. like it's a it's a great pro. Are you a, like, do you have a, a, a pro team? What's your fandom? Where do you line up? You know what? I like watching players, right? So I've loved watching Britton Covey return punts this year. I, obviously, I'm a BYU fan. I'm sorry. Some of you, half of your segment's going to be upset with that. But I love watching Zach Wilson, Taysom Hill. Um, and then, yeah, I'm more of a player guy. Yeah. Oh, well, Taysom's a great story. I, I mean, that's a guy that could be working on Wall Street right now if he wanted yeah. to. but. Uh, you know, he takes that uh, he takes that beating in the NFL. Well, hey, I appreciate you hopping on. Let's do it again soon, man. Thanks for being here. Yeah, can't wait to be on again. Take care. There, there you go. Josh from the Advocates, UtahAdvocates.com. I'm telling you guys, they're the they're the best in the business. And they're like the thing that I really I, I implore you to consider is like Josh said, like your insurance company, yes, they are on your side to a certain extent, but they have thousands of attorneys, man. Like you are you are quite literally on your own. That's why you call the advocates. They're going to fight for you guys. And he went to Snow College. You got to yes. love that. Yes. You gotta, I love local. We tell you man. every day. 100%. We partner with local businesses. I've known Matt Driggs for 10 years. Uh, back at 1320K Fan. The sports leader. Thank you. Um, I'm telling you, the guys at the advocates are phenomenal. So uh, yeah. check them out online, Utah Advocates. Uh, com. Let's uh, get back into it here on the show. Um, obviously, here at 738, we're getting you ready for, for two big games this weekend. Uh, coming up in 12 minutes, it'll be football at 50. Um, we got to talk about Russell Wilson and football at 50 because I just don't know where he's gone. It's embarrassing. Dude. And I, I think the question we need to cover at football at 50 is, too, again, another concussion on Thursday night. Yeah. B, is it Russell Wilson or the Broncos? And C, can, can you not fix the volume on Amazon? Can, 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 on Prime Video, can we get, can just turn the knob a little bit, yo? Yes. Like it, coming yeah. out of halftime, they were, they were doing a, an interview. It's like when you turn on the infomercial or an infomercial comes on and it's like super loud or super quiet. Like you turn that on and it's like, yeah, we're really quiet. We got to turn this thing up like 20 notches. Yep. Uh, M. Morris with an actual, this is a really, pertinent question about BYU who's kicking field goals in Vegas because Jake Oldroyd Jake Oldroyd's a real question like how it's hard for me to even say that out loud like Jake Oldroyd is a real question for this team yeah it, when you have a reliable kicker it's the best thing when you have an uh, unreliable kicker, it's the worst thing for your program because you don't know who's stepping up behind them. Yeah, totally agree. Uh, Tom Basilius, good morning. Over under 50 and a half for Notre Dame, BYU. Uh, so 21-28 is probably what it'll be. Ooh, sports books are time travelers. Well, I think we all realize this too, by the way. Vegas is very rarely way off on a line. Right. Very rarely. If you pay attention and people are like, what do you mean? Like 37 and they're favored by six? And, like, what do you know? They'll kick a field goal and win the game by, like, seven. <laughs> or they'll score a late touch. Like, it's crazy. It is if I say it is. You know, those backdoor covers. And yes. Vegas is very rarely wrong because they only set lines to make people bet. Yeah. They set those point spreads. Hey, you know, Notre Dame's a three-and-a-half point favorite. Well, okay, are they going to win by more than a field goal? Okay. Are they not going to cover? Are they going to? No, no, no. Like, 
It makes you think in your head, well, why is it six and a half points? What do you mean seven and a half points? Three and a half? They're trying to get you to bet. And they're very good at it. And most times they're within a point or two. It's crazy how often they are right. How often they are right. Tom says, uh, better be going above and beyond. I don't want to stop at policy limits. I want to take a house. Let's go. Yeah, uh, MY Jazz fan says, this guy seems like a good dude. He, I'm telling you. They are good people, man. I'm telling you. The advocates, they're good people to do business with. And he played at Snow College. Um, I've got that one already. Hullabilly says, Monty's show is easily the best talk show in Utah. Nobody comes close. Thank you, I man. appreciate that, man. Thank appreciate you. Appreciate that very much. Giggity says, uh, this show is better than any show in Arizona as well. Thank you. Well, that's why we won the, you know, that's why we have this thing on the wall over here that says best of Phoenix. So, you know, appreciate Move my you, large cranium out of the way. Right. Yeah. Uh, whole bit, jazz fan says, I agree, but it may be the best NBA content nationwide. Oh, wow. Thank you. I appreciate that. Tom says, uh, I love that this show is on YouTube quality, easy to find. Even the commercials are better than radio. Really glad I found the show. Thanks, Tom. Appreciate wow. That, you guys Tom. are killing it. Appreciate that. Uh, Jesse P says Broncos not kicking field goals to go up by six is mind boggling. Yeah. Uh, How are we in the national football? John Harbaugh last week. Yeah. I mean, field goal kicking has always been one of those things. That's always like always up in the air. Should I kick the field goal and take the point? Should I risk it? And, And I do have to agree. Like even with the John Harbaugh thing last week, I agree with what Lamar said after the game. Hey, if we had executed and scored the touchdown, you wouldn't be asking me this question, right? Well, yeah, that is true. But percentages and stack guy wants to tell you you should do X, Y, and Z. So I think it's, you know, it's a high risk, high reward thing. But last night's game, my biggest takeaway from last night's game, all kicking and, you know, X's and O's aside. All kicking aside. Dude, that was (laughs) a complete waste of an NFL fan's time. And I'm telling you, you know, what the numbers usually I think come out on Tuesday. So next week we'll have the numbers on this game. I would not be surprised if they struggled for viewership in this game, wouldn't be surprised. Not would not not at all, not at all. And it'll be, I don't know, man. This field goal kicking, go for it on fourth down trend in football, yeah, is not a good thing. I, I think you're seeing a lot of mistakes that are being made. Um, you know, you're seeing a lot of things that you know you you look at, and I just go back to John Harbaugh last weekend, not kicking the field goal, going for it on fourth down, huge mistake. Yeah. You take the points. You take it. I get it. Everybody wants to go on fourth down. But you don't have a quarterback that can stand in the pocket and deliver the football. In key situations, right? Like, you don't have that. Why are you playing that now? Um, you gotta, you got you to gotta kick the field goal. But I look at I look at Kalani Sataki with Jake Oldroyd. I'm going for it on fourth down because I don't have confidence in my kicker. Yeah. But how do you build confidence in your kicker besides kicking it? Keep letting him miss kicks. I, I don't Until know, man. Like I, I, I the, it's a real conundrum. I am a more, I am a more aggressive play caller. I nine times out of ten, if I'm inside, if I'm inside the opponent forty yard line, I'm going for it on fourth down. It, because I think that the difference. And again, you got to remember, you got to add seventeen yards to field goals, right? So if you're at the thirty, that's now a forty-seven yard field goal, right? Because the end zone's ten yards. And then seven yards to set the kick up the, for the hold, right? So you're adding 17 yards. So if you're at the 40, that's a 57-yard field goal now. How many kickers, how many kickers, especially in college, how many kickers can consistently make a 57-yard field goal? Yeah, not many, if any. Not many. So we're looking at situations where in college, I get it. In the NFL, dude, you got to take the points when you can get the points. It's awfully difficult to win games in this in this league. 
and overtime is such a crapshoot anymore. Take the points. Yeah. Kick the field goal. Anyway. Okay. I feel like I feel like I almost I, I almost let my soul out there. Yeah. So that I, I could feel a little better about, you know. Well, good, good. Things. Good. Uh, Alex Chacon says, I love that Jake was bullied into bringing the no, no, no drop bag. <laughs> yeah. You guys are ruthless with it. Y'all were ruthless with it. You know what I mean? Well, that in there with all due respect, those like the Sopranos drops. All due respect. Yeah. The Sopranos drops. With all due respect. That's right, T. Like, That's right, T. Those drops are amazing. That's the best show in the history of TV. Yes, yes, yes. I'm, you know what I'm saying? Yes. And that yes, yes, yes is very sexy. You like it? Yes, yes, By yes. By the way, and I know we got to get to Football 50 here in a minute. Um, you know, like, <laughs> I, I, I'm, I am concerned that Lisa Wilson is going to take out a restraining order on me. <laughs> because... <laughs> <laughs> I have tried and tried and tried. You guys need to find Lisa Wilson on Instagram. Yeah. And you need to get her to come on this show. I want it. Because I have tried. I have tried and tried and tried. Right. And she just won't do it. Yeah. She is. I have asked repeatedly and she is. She she just won't do it. We clear like that? I even and she saw it. Look, it says right. It says scene. Ten minutes ago, and <laughs> you sent a gift to it as well. <laughs> I did. I sent her a gift that said, "Come on, you have to come on our show. It's ten minutes on your phone. Good times only." <coughs> she didn't answer. <coughs> life, <coughs> life according the number two Lisa. You got to get her on the show. Yeah, because at this point, we bully Jake into playing drops. That's right, T. Bully her into coming on the show. Let's go. <laughs> yes, yes, yes. Let's go. Having her on the show would be amazing. Oh, it would be totally incredible. She, I mean, she doesn't watch our show. I mean, again, no, we're just a little no YouTube show here. We're I just mean, the we, hacks you know, on YouTube. We, we do the show in a basement and we're you know. terrible and, you know, we get it. It's Spence fine. Spence Chuckett says we're the hacks on YouTube. How about that? No, hey, man, we're okay. Uh, Kanai Johnson says uh, the Monty show should take over for the Jazz. It would be the best way to get fans involved this year. Well, we try and uh, please play the Papa Murphy's commercial, The Amazing Scream and the Whisper. Uh, is its own soundtrack. I know, See, I don't I disagree with I that at all. I haven't had a chance to cut that up yet. Yeah. I don't disagree with that. That'll be in about 10 minutes. We're going to play that commercial um, because we have football 50 coming up on the show. Um, you know, But the most amazing commercial we play every day is TridayTrading.com. Obviously. Because you know yeah. um, that now he's our guy, by the way. Yeah. He's our guy. Our guy, Alema. Alema Harrington. Alema Harrington here. You know, I've been in the broadcast business going on 30 years now. And after that amount of time, you start to be able to pick some winners. I want to share a winner that I'm aware of with you, and that is my guys at Tri-Day Trading. They're going to teach you how to trade, and then they're going to let you trade using their money and then split the profits with you. That's a pretty winning deal. If you want to register for a free webinar, all you have to do is go to TriDayTrading.com slash Monty. So for more information, it's TriDayTrading.com slash Monty. We'll see you there. There you go. See what I mean? Alema Harrington telling you to get to TridayTrading.com slash Monty. Telling you get off the side wheel, you know, side hustle, hamster wheel thing where you're trying all these different side hustles and you're trying this job and you're working three jobs. Guys, get to TridayTrading.com slash Monty and make the money that you and your family deserve. You know, like you look at you look at the listeners in this audience, Arlington Bears. Um, Arlington Bears is, is, a, is a phenomenal entrepreneur and a guy that is, has worked hard to build the life that he and his family wanted. 
And he is, he is a, a great example of what hard work and believing in yourself does. And I can only tell you it's what we believe in. It's what our lives are founded on that you need to work for yourselves. And yeah, it's, it's, is it scary? Absolutely it is. But when you go to guys at tridaytrading.com slash Monty, the webinar is free. So just go watch it um, and then make a decision. The thing about Triday Trading is you're trying day trading and you're going to try it on their money, not yours. But I'm telling you, day trading is real and legit to the point where there are now tax programs set up to help you offset your gains because there are guys and it's it's a, it's becoming more and more routine or regular that there are guys making hundreds of thousands and millions of dollars day trading Yeah, to the point where if you follow me on Instagram, you've seen it. Um, where there are now tax strategies specifically aimed at saving day traders on their tax liability. Yeah. And it's not like Jimmy on Wall Street we're talking about. We're talking about Kevin on Main Street, guys in in Lehigh, Provo, um, Woods Cross, one of you know, one of our great listeners in Woods Cross, you know, is doing Triday trading. Like, yeah, you guys can do it. You can achieve the things that you've always dreamed about, but you got to take that first step. Our first step at uh, TridayTrading.com slash Monty is free. You just register, watch the webinar, and make a decision at TridayTrading.com slash Monty. 10 to the hour, every hour, Mrs. Monty shows up wearing fire Jordans this morning. Uh, 10 to the hour, every hour, we're bringing you football at 50, presented by Papa Murphy's Pizza. Let's get into Russell Wilson, because I don't know what that was last night. And it is incredible to me the precipitous, swift decline of Russell Wilson. And I, again, Jake, I I'm more on the side that this is the Denver Broncos. They have their coach is going to get whacked. I I I don't know that he makes it the season. The ownership didn't hire him. The ownership didn't trade for Russell Wilson. My guess is that he's going to get. I mean, the coach of this team is going to get whacked, and I think it's going to happen right at the end of the season. Yeah, and I think that, you know, I'm not going to sit here and say that Russ has no blame in this thing. I think that he's, you know, obviously he's better than what he's showing. I I think the issue here is that Russell Wilson's never or hasn't, I shouldn't say never, but hasn't had to learn a new scheme in how long? I mean, he he played the same scheme in Seattle for a decade, and, and now he's come to a new team with new players and new skill sets and new challenges. And it's difficult, you know, and I, and I think that Russell Wilson also is trying to earn the trust of his teammates, which he's obviously yes. failing at. And I think we can't undervalue that, you know. So to me, yeah, they should fire their head coach. Yeah, they should revamp the organization. When you do that, I don't know, because to me, it's like, hey, every week that goes by and you're playing 12, nine games or you're embarrassing yourself repeatedly. It's just, you know, you're just delaying the inevitable. So to me, I wouldn't be surprised if the guy got fired by week 10. But here's the question. On Nathaniel Hackett, the head coach of the Broncos, is it Aaron Rodgers or is it the Packers? Wow. He was the offensive coordinator the last two years in Green Bay, and Aaron Rodgers had a career year. So is it Aaron Rodgers or is it Nathaniel Hackett? Is it Russell Wilson or is it Nathaniel Hackett? My guess is Aaron Rodgers doesn't really give a damn what his coach is telling him to do. He's going to do what he wants. And we've seen that they've turned the offense over to him. My guess is that Russell Wilson's not that guy, pal. Yeah. And he needs, a, he needs a head coach and an offensive coordinator that can construct a system for him. And he doesn't have that. Yeah. And I think you're seeing him really struggle with that. In Seattle, they catered to Russ. They built an offense around him. And it all worked really well. 
This offense in Denver is not built around him. Garrett Bowles broke his leg last night. That's his left tackle. They're in, it, it's not getting better. They're not improving. It's getting worse. And now the question is, who's going to run the rock for them and who's going to protect Russell Wilson? And I think you could be right. Nathaniel Hackett could very well get whacked before week 10. I don't know. My guess is they'll keep him there until the end of the season. But this could be one of the ugliest seasons in the history of Denver Broncos football. And the Walton family now owns the, the, the club. They paid a record $4 billion for it. And this is the best you can do. My guess is they're going to put their hands all over this team this summer, and yeah. Nathaniel Hackett won't be there. But we'll see. Um, huge weekend of football um, in the NFL, but we got to talk about concussions again, and I hate doing it, but I think you have to do it. Yeah. Because last night on Prime Video, we saw another situation where you had Colts running back Nyheim Hines suffer a significant concussion on the field and watch him right here getting up and he can't stand up. Those are Denver Broncos trainers running onto the field to aid Hines because they were so worried about him. Yeah. Watch when he gets up here. He, like he just can't look at him grabbing his head. Watch his legs here. There go his legs. Who does that look like? Yes. Oh, so this is a back injury like Tua, That's, right? Yeah. Now that was a concussion. And the scary thing is, again... There is no, there is no way to, there is no way to know what that is. You know, like there's just, it's not a situation where you can have, um, you know, where you can have the power go out on your monitor, and Mrs. Monty comes over and pushes the power cable in for you. But the point is, <laughs> Jesus, football at fifty, nightmare time. Um, but there's just no way to. I don't know what's the right way to say this, Jake. Like, there's no way um, to calculate how to fix these concussions because oh. this was not even this was not even some some crazy hit. You look at this hit; it's not helmet to helmet. It's not even that violent. It's a clean by the book hit, and yet he can't get up and walk away from it. Yeah, and I and I I think you know it's it is. You know, it's really unfortunate, and I hate this, but at the same time, yes, football is a violent sport. And on some level, you do know the risks. I'm not going to be the guy who sits here and says that this is okay week after week. I'm, I'm just not that guy. never have been. I'm the guy that says <clears throat> we are, as humans, we have the ability to develop helmet technology. We have the ability to create something that can, that can I'm not going to say can just erase concussions, but you can't tell me we can't drastically reduce brain injuries in the sport. I just don't buy it. There, no. There's got to be a way to get around it. All right, let's get your uh, let's get your thoughts on this. Um, let's see. Brent Burnett says Seattle was way better. Uh, G off Johnson says, "Are we uh, wait?" G off. Can we call him Jeff again? Yeah, you or? can call him Jeff again. Okay. All right, you can call him Jeff again. Jeff Johnson says Russell Wilson's problem are all mental. He is in a funk and lacking confidence, and those things spread like wildfire to a team. I agree with that. Uh, M. Morris says, Sharon is going to love Seattle. Hey, Geno Smith is actually playing good He's for the Seahawks. He's good. By the way, Jaron's going to love the Chicago Bears, because I'm telling you right now, the Chicago Bears, we're drafting another quarterback this um, this spring, well, I'm telling you. just book it. You draft one every year. Yeah. Uh, let's see. Josh Leverd says, Sherm last night was lights out on the broadcast. Yeah. I actually agree. Richard Sherman, even though he's a, a a mental 
the guy is crazy. He's really good as an analyst. Yeah. He's real in his podcast is actually really good. Um to be fair says I heard on another show that the Denver Broncos head coach loves to punt David Shaw style. He's very conservative. Very, very conservative. Uh, M. Morris says, are mid-level guys going to start faking uh, for big paydays? Well, that's something that we've talked to a lot of people about that, that guys will say, oh, yeah, I have a concussion, man. I can't go. Like, if they're going to get caught or if they're going to get, you know, whatever, they'll be like, oh, I have a concussion. I don't know. Yeah. That was not faking last night. No, if you watch was, that video. Dude, he was tripping, man. That, he there, was, there's I mean, no he, way yeah. to fake. There's no way to fake what happened right here. I mean, this hit, the funny thing is, though, that's not even, that much of a yeah, hit. Th- but my point but is, look at it. But here's my point. Being that this caused that level of a concussion, what does that say based on the hit? Watch the Watch shoulder Watch the technique. shoulder pad. That's a great hit. That's a clean NFL technique hit. That and is I don't not even, dirty. Was there even contact to the head and neck area? There's not. Like it's just he's that, not faking that though. That is no. That come you're on. In my so my point is that because of the way that hit looks, it begs the question: Was there another hit that flew under the radar? Was there? That's a lot of. There's a common sense I mean? in that. Like, yes. Like like hey, if that basic hit dropped you, what happened before that to make it so that was possible? It's scary. It really is scary. Um, Alex Chacon says I wouldn't be opposed to Jaron falling to my Raiders. I, Derek Carr's plenty of a quarterback. He is. Boyd Lake says any quick changes of direction can result in concussions and cause damage to the brain. They will never be eliminated entirely. That's not to say equipment can't be improved. Sure. Yeah, I agree with that. I, again, I think it's hard to eliminate it completely, but you just can't tell me we can't limit it a bit, you know? No, not at all. Uh, but you should not limit the Jacko Pizza. 911, what's your emergency? Something is in my house. I'm sorry, say again? I smell something delicious and I don't know what it is. Ma'am, ma'am, can you describe it for me? It smells like golden crust, freshly shredded cheese, and pepperoni. Ma'am, ma'am, we've traced the smell and it's coming from inside your oven. What do you mean? It's a Papa Murphy's Jacko pizza and it's just $10. Ah, amazing! Papa Murphy's. There you go, the Jacko Pizza from uh, Papa Murphy's Pizza. Uh, Papa Murphy's presents football at 50, 10 of the hour. Every hour, make sure you use the promo code MONTY25. We're doing it tonight. Uh, we're getting the uh, Jacko Pizza. We're, I'm telling you, though, crust, barbecue sauce, cheese, bunch of veggies on it. It's going to be amazing. Again, don't forget, it's Veg October. Vegtober. What do we? Vegtober. Okay. We're calling it Vegtober. Okay. Uh, we're doing Vegtober, so we're uh, veggie. On that pizza night with barbecue sauce. I'll, I'll put a picture up of it. Um, I'm telling you, man, the Jacko pizza is legit. Use the promo code MONTY25 to save yourself 25% off of your order of $25 or more. On the Monty Show, presented by the Advocates, UtahAdvocates.com. All right, auction open. Right. Um, Here we go. So sneaker talk on the show I'm because all it is in. 8 o'clock. And there is, by the way, there is a, a shoe today. Right. That has a a fanny pack. A fanny pack on it. <laughs> and I'm all about it. I'm all about You're it. You're buying a shoe with a fanny pack well, on no, it. Well, no, I'm probably not buying it because I am in line by the way and I am I'm going to lose the auction. Yeah, because people don't like you, Mrs. Monty. You're, everybody knows that you're just... well. You And by the way, Mrs. Monty never loses shoe draws, which pisses me off. So good. Don't let her in. Thank you, Nike. Exclude that woman. Don't let her in. <laughs> <laughs> Mrs. Monty... I, I, but by the way, I need this needs to be said. 
she wins auctions for me as well. Right. On a pretty regular basis. I don't know if it's just that she's smoking hot. I don't know if it's just that she's amazing. Right. But she does win me shoe auctions reg regularly. Right. So yeah. we're in line on the uh, neutral olive and light steel gray. The neutral olive on BYU. I I'm Radio. all about it. And I don't know if you guys can see the shoe on the on the but can you guys see that, you know? I'll even I'll yeah. even try to oh I can do that yeah I can do uh let me see if I can do a screen and Mrs Monty's like yeah do you know what a computer is idiot yeah, yeah, it's his first time using the equipment yeah, first today time. people so um you know give him a minute cut He's him some totally slack new yeah. first day in the job so complete casual we gotta, we gotta work on this one but um, are you guys done what are you guys done <laughs> why are you why are you why are you hurting my feelings. Why are you hurting my feelings? What? Because right what? now I'm feeling attacked. Don't be rude. Right now, <laughs> I am. I am feeling. I am feeling attacked. Uh, let's see. Where is my? Is it there? No, it's not there. Is it casual, there? There casual, it is. Casual, casual. All right. I'm not casual. It's just unnamed. <laughs> Boy, it's just going to be break Monty's tough, balls. Tough crowd today. Tough crowd is today. it? Is it pick on fat ass day? Is that what this is? Well, I you never didn't called put any you fat. On. You just came in in pajamas today. So damn. You know. Wow. Wow. Yeah, so it's going to be like that. There you go. Jeez. That's the shoe I am trying to win in the shoe auction. So what? Do you think you could fit car keys in that fanny pack, Jake? I'm just asking a question. Yeah, baby. Who's the winner now? Who's the winner now? Huh? Whoop, whoop. Woo! Whoop, whoop. Big Daddy. I'm in line. The, the guy when you which is not and a good stuff. Sign. Got him. Got him. Yeah, I know what time it is. I okay. lift. Well, I used to work out, but I don't. And God, well, yeah, we're matching. We're Jake, did match. you try and get him? No. no. Jake's With like, no, I'm broke, ridiculous dude. fanny packs. Jake's like, hell no. Can't do it. There's hell. like y'all feel me? Pockets on these things. I'm excited. Hey, I, 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 I bought too many shoes recently. I hope they're more functional than the um the Hawaii. Remember, I the dunk made high. the really horrible decision to make to buy the Hawaii dunks. Okay, you gotta get that shoe off the screen now. Though. I love it. And, yeah. uh, I love it. Why do I have to take it off the screen? They have a pocket on them. Yeah. And it's totally useless. Yeah. Like you couldn't put anything in that pocket. Look, I I love that shoe. I am totally stoked about this. Um, let's see. Uh, Alex Chacon says, "Jesus, those are ugly." <laughs> <laughs> Wow. <laughs> you know what they are? They're Jesus. like a Franken shoe, but I can't resist. Wow. They're shiny. Wow. They're like a what are, shiny What are other people shoe? saying? Teddy Wayman says that shoe looks like it's from Germany. Wow. Wow. Okay. Maybe. Ken Williams says Mrs. Monty is the star of the show, but she likes green peppers. <laughs> and That's they are delicious. Um, Hullabilly says that, that looks like a place to stash your weed. This shoe is not that it bad. Is. It, you no, know it's what? not. Look when you asked it. me last night, what did you ask if you could put in that shoe? I can't remember. Anyways, and I replied and I said, you could put your weed in that shoe. You did say that. <laughs> she did say that. I can't remember what I asked you. you have Look at that shoe. amazing. Weed, but <clears throat> I have not one time. That, that is true. If someone had weed, they could put it in the back of that shoe. That is very true. I have never smoked weed. Not one time in my entire life. Right. I have never smoked weed. Uh-huh. Um, no, but, you know. I guess not. I feel special. I'm coming on early today. I've heard that about Hi. you. <laughs> I've heard that about Come you. On. I have. Hi, there she is. Oh, hi. Hey, baby. Uh, there you go, Mrs. Monty. Mrs. Monty on the show. But the, if the shoe's so ugly, if this shoe is right. so ugly. I don't ugly, think it's ugly. I don't think it's ugly no, it's at not all. it's ugly. 
if it's so the ugly, why did you? Me out. The what? fanny pack portion is. It's you know. weird. I get it. Yeah. But I then why did you buy it? You. Then why'd you get it? Because huh? I'm intrigued. And if I get it and I don't like it, I can take it to the Nike store Whoa. down here and get the Mountain View Village thing and return it. Boom. I'm not married wow. to it forever. That's right, T. Yeah, you're married to me forever, whether you <laughs> want am. to be or not. By the I way, uh, update on Tom Brady you might find interesting. Uh-oh. Oh, Uh-oh. God. Here we Uh-oh. go. Here on the Monty Show, presented by the Advocates, UtahAdvocates.com. Yeah. Giselle's Bunchton yes. says that she's not being pleased sexually in the marriage, and that has led to a distance between the two. <laughs> How was this found out? Where where is this we're being reported Sources. from? But Sources. this is this is from radaronline.com, which is by far the the best gossip site in Hollywood. Right. right. Long, long history. Why are you looking like that? She doesn't okay, believe go you. Ahead. Radaronline.com is reporting that Giselle Spunchton does not feel satisfied um with her <laughs> with her marital fornication i want more and the planting of seed in the marital garden right and that tommy hasn't been throwing the seam route right and kicking the ball through the uprights enough at the at the house right so she feels like she needed to move on (laughs) because she felt a distance and it's start you're starting to get now the total package which she's not getting in america (laughs) but you're starting now but i'm sure with Uh. with the stress okay. of his career and her career, and that makes you less likely to be, you know, parking the car in the garage and things. But, like, I'm sure there's probably lots of reasons why. But this is why. Um, oh, my dear. point is that it happens in marriages. Anybody that's married knows you're not having sex like 10 times a week. No, but I will with your wife. It's probably 10 times a year. Um, the point is, but you're not, you're not always amorous. You're not always in love. You're not always like, it's a marriage is work, dude. Mm. And like stress you know? from like, you know, starting a business and trying to do things. You know, like there's lots of things that can add into work, career stress, kids stress, you know, all those things. So I think that people need to be more realistic about it. And I don't find it surprising at all that they're not, uh, so wait, can, are we ready to say that it's not all Tom's fault, or is no, it all Mrs. Tom's Monty, fault? No, Mrs. Monty will never say that. No, I, it's it, it's always two to tango, kids. Like that, it, it's never a one side. Well, okay, I can't say never. I'm sure there are some relationships um, where there's one horrible person, like Donald Trump, that um, you know is the majority of why? the issue there. Why? But why? Aside why? From that, why? Why? <laughs> Why? Marjorie, it, it, see, Marjorie one day, Taylor Green. One day. Oh, okay. Now you've really go. now you've done it. Now you've done it. Now you've done it. You you now you've done it. Most times it is both partners. Most times there are many factors. But I don't think it's fair for everybody to be like, oh, it's Giselle. It's her. She's the one who's breaking it up. No, I would say that if they both wanted to be together, they'd be together. They'd find a way to compromise. So she, I think the quote she used, Jake, what didn't she say? The marriage is cold. Yeah, it's gone. She said the marriage has gone ice cold. That's the quote. It doesn't surprise me with the stress of, of her wanting him to retire, him not wanting to retire. Like that's normal. You're, you know, I don't look, I don't disagree that it's normal. You ebb and flow. I mean, you and I, we've, we've talked about this many times. Like you're, you're just not. You're just not 
head over heels in love on a on a daily basis when you're married. But is is this the culmination? Okay, Tom wouldn't retire. Their sex life is 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 on the outs right now. Yeah. They have kids, they've got stress, she's got a career, he's got a career. This makes perfect sense. These are two people in my mind now. It sounds like they've just grown apart. And yeah. they've been together what, 13 years? I don't think this is that abnormal, but now we find out how much they want to be together because reports earlier in the week said that uh, Jizzy and Tommy had hired a, uh, divorce attorneys. So you're pretty far down the line, right? Mm. I mean, yeah, there's probably no coming back from that. Once right. you sign up with that attorney, that's a little tough. Well, because now you've you've paid money not to be together. Mm-hmm. I, so I, I think that's yeah. that's what and this says. Out, but, right. Oh, yeah. They have not been living together for yeah. Yeah, forever. That's, that's pretty far down the line. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, let's see. Uh, Jeff Johnson says it's not all Tom's fault. I'm ready to say it. Okay, Jeff. Yeah. Well, okay. It's never all anyone's fault. Oh, my God. Hell no. God. <laughs> you have defended Jizzy so much in this discussion. Because you guys were blaming it all on her at the beginning. Yeah, she's a wretched person. Right. No, I'm kidding. Yeah. I, I'm not, I, no, nobody's all at fault. Nobody is singularly at fault when a marriage falls apart. Right. But in this particular situation, when it was being put out there that she was upset that he went back and played football, that's her fault. You cannot ask a man to give up his career to make you happy because when he gives up his career, it's not going to make you happy. This is what I always say about guys in their 50s who go out and cheat with girls in their 20s. Hey, it's cool the first couple of times, you know, that you procreate and you make babies and stuff. Right. But then you turn into Herschel Walk. No, I won't. Anyway, my point is, it's mm-hmm. only sex can only sustain a relationship for so long, and it's not very long at Where all. Where is Aaron right so now? So when you're out like cheating on your wife or on your husband or whatnot, it it usually cannot sustain. But what? Jeez, dogs trying to like knock over cameras. What the hell is wrong with people? We this need morning? to move into our new studio. Yeah. You know what else we need in the studio that I was thinking about? We probably need like some sort of a shoe cam. So we can show you Maybe know, the we do. shoes that are being worn. Yeah. I don't know. I'm just saying. Um, we'll see. Uh-oh. Uh-oh. Oh, boy. Here Uh-oh. we go. Bots in, the, bots in the comments. Bots in the comments. Ridiculous. Now we got to go and report them. Totally ridiculous. But we got them right away this time. You did. Good job. I'm proud of myself for Good that. Good job. Uh, yeah, we got to get the. We're building the new studio this weekend, by the way. Um, we have locks coming up here in a minute on the Monty Show presented uh, Football Friday, presented by Quick Quack Car Wash. Make sure you get to Quick Quack. Great experience, good people, easy to get through, quick in and out. Bring your kids because their presentation in the in the wash tunnel is actually awesome. So bring the kids to Quick Quack Car Wash as well. Um, but one of the things I think is so interesting is that marriage in relationships. It impacts everybody. Like it it truly impacts everybody. Mm-hmm. Um, and one of the funny things, the reason I say that is we're building this new studio and it's been it's been sort of stressful, but I feel like the design of this studio has been pretty easy. We I mean, it's not a it's not a difficult thing. Like I think it's just, you know, it's a process. You know, there's so many little odds and ends that you have to kind of figure out and work through that you never think of right off the top. And it just seems like you're burning through piles of money to get it done you know that's where the stress comes in i think yeah i don't disagree with that 
I don't disagree with that at all. Uh, Steve Burnett says, never underestimate Florida, man. They can find out everything that goes on around here. Okay. <laughs> there you go. Um, you have, what does that mean? Uh, Mrs. Monty, you have TDS, LOL. What does that mean? I don't know what that means. Um, it, it could be. Uh, Boyd Lake says, Giselle's earning power has a clock and it's ticking. She's having a supermodel midlife crisis. I think that's absolutely. Could be. Yeah, that's absolutely something that, that matters. I mean, mm-hmm. she, and she's entitled to happiness. Yeah. She's entitled right. to happiness. Same way Tom is. Giselle's entitled to happiness. She's entitled to earn. She's entitled to be a model if that's what she wants to be. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You know, but you have to, if you're committed to a marriage, and I think we all get divorced way too easily. If you're committed to a marriage, you're going to do what you have to do to, to work that out. Yeah. You know, like it's just, I, I, yeah, I hope you don't, I hope you don't give that away. Eric and Raleigh says, wait, are you building a shoe closet in the Maverick center? Is that going to be your merch store? No, 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 but we are going to have shoes in the studio, right? Yeah. We'll have shoes on display. We'll have a couple of shoe racks in there, shoe yeah. shelves rather in there and yeah, we'll display the fire. It'll I thought get we're going to keep doing the little mini shelves so they look like they're floating on the wall. We can do that. We can absolutely do that. We just have to figure out, is it a big shelf? Is it a little shelf? Like It's a mini shelf. Well, those are mini shelves, but, yeah. you know, I, I'm... You going to make it over there? The dog is, like, licking obsessively. That's what it dogs do. Eight o'clock, 8 13, and it's not time yet, and they're like, come on, come on. Are Let's settle this, this right now. now. The speed, speed, yeah, they're speed, on speed, you today. They're on you. I, yeah. I don't disagree with that. Uh, let's see. Uh, Dexter Hunsacker says, I missed the news. Where is the new studio? Exciting stuff. Congrats. New studio is at Maverick Center. Please go subscribe to the Utah Grizzlies YouTube channel. Uh, just search Google Utah Grizzlies YouTube. Subscribe to their YouTube channel. Please follow them on Twitter. Um, we are creating content with the Grizzlies. Um, so our, our studio is going to be on the main concourse at Maverick Center. You cannot miss it. If you go into the Maverick Center and you just walk up the steps, it's down the hall to your right. You cannot miss it. It is right next to the steam, team store. It's attached to the team store. Yeah. Um, and it's going to be awesome. And we're super excited about it. As soon as we have internet in that building, um, we will be we will be there on a full-time basis uh, every single day. Uh, we're having a big graphic put on the door and on the back wall and there's, be awesome. there's another component to this that we have we have yet to launch, so we are going to tell you about that as well. But we are going to be doing broadcasting for the Grizzlies as well. I'll be doing color uh, commentary on their broadcast. Tyson Whiting from the old 1320K fan. The sports leader. The sports leader uh, <laughs> is going to be doing the play-by-play. I'll be doing the color. Um, and we are creating content with them. Um, one of the things that we do, if you follow us on Twitter, you've seen some clips of it. If you follow the Grizzlies on YouTube, which, again, please go and follow them. Um, they need subscribers. They need watch time. So go watch their videos on YouTube. Um, Utah Grizzlies, hit subscribe. Their videos are our videos and their videos and stuff. Um, and we've made, a, we've made a bunch of videos. And inside the Grizzlies is a series that we are shooting and producing for them. Um, and it's a great relationship. We're really lucky to, to be partnered with them um, and have a studio at Maverick Center. And it's going to be great. We are going to be, you know, really taking you behind the scenes of professional hockey. By the way, um, training camp opens Monday Yeah, already at the ECHL level, so that's totally exciting. Yes. Looking forward to that. Um, Tanner says, Monty, you need to be a marriage counselor. Dude, I have my own marriage I counsel. You broke up with you over text <laughs> I think, you know what I think the funny thing is? I think that people make, like, basic little mistakes in their marriage. Like, 
I came home yesterday, and not because I'm bragging, but this is a perfect example. I came home yesterday, and we had had a, a sink full of dishes for two days. And Mrs. Monty had gotten the butt rooter and all that good stuff happening. And so we, had been, we hadn't done the dishes in a couple of days. The dishwasher was full of clean dishes. Mrs. Monty, when I had walked in the door, was on a phone call for work. She had emptied the dishwasher, and it was open, and she was clearly organizing the dishes to do the dishes. So what did I do? I just walked up to the sink, did the dishes, loaded the dishwasher, cleaned the counters, and started the dishwasher. Right. It's not something she was like, hey, can you? We just do that. You have to do those little things. You need to, every morning I kiss Mrs. Monty good morning before I walk out of my room at 4.30. Like, it's those little things that make a difference. Like, because if you don't feel valued, um, and if you don't feel supported, or if you don't have friend uh, friendship as well as a marriage... Like you're, it's just easy to walk away from it because you're going to have down days. You're going to have times where you, I mean, we argue, but we argue about the dogs barking the other day. Like I'm trying to find a logo on my phone. The dog are, dogs are barking. Right. And th- like you wind up getting at each other over that stuff. Mm-hmm. You know, like Mrs. Monty's trying to get the dog to whine. <laughs> anyway, the point is feeding the dogs. Perfect example. Right. Like we feed the dogs twice a day, usually around 830 and 530. Uh-huh. And Mrs. Monty generally does that. But you got to be able to do that. Yesterday I did it because she was on the phone. Right. You know, like it's just a partnership. It truly is a part. It's not a marriage. It's a partnership. But that partnership has to be equal. And you have to feel valued. And I just think so many people make the dumbest little mistakes. Yes. Like financially, you know, we spent probably five grand in the last week. Easy. Yeah. On equipment. Like if I just come home and like, hey, I bought all this equipment, you know, spend money to make money. Yeah. But if you if you don't say, hey, well, you know, I'm going to I'm thinking about buying this or but like we just we broke our drone the other day. We broke the gimbal on the and the gimbal costs more than the drone costs, which is ridiculous. Right. But so we were buying a drone and we were um, hanging out at a at picture line photography yesterday and they have this drone that's three grand. I'm like, yeah, I'm not going to spend three grand on a drone. Mm-hmm. You know, and I was talking to Mrs. Monty about it on the phone and we're like, yeah, we don't want to do that. And, you know, so like it's just a partnership. And yeah. I think people and it's usually men. I don't even hesitate to say this. I think men make so many mistakes in marriage that drives a wedge between themselves and their wife. They, and it's it's just unnecessary. Yeah. You know, like women do things, too. Don't get me wrong. But I think as men, we far more control the mood. Like, I control the mood in our house. There's no question about it. If I'm in a, I'm in a shitty mood or a bad mood, it, it it impacts everybody, right? So I have to I have to be the one that can... I have to be the one... Let's settle this right now. I have to be the one to say, we're going to have sex right now. Let's go. Keep it real. You know. Um, wow. No, but we you have to be... As a man, you have to be a leader. I just believe that. I think there's a... How do I say this? There is a natural instinct to being a leader. And I think as men, I think we have a responsibility to lead our households. Mm-hmm. And I think that there that's something I take very seriously. You know, now I don't know. I'm not always great at it. Yeah. Like, you know, I have my my moments. But I was yeah. super proud of you when you looked up the video after you had your mental meltdown with the sheet suspenders. Yeah, last week. So last Saturday night. It's like midnight, and we stayed up later for no reason, or it was like 10.30 even. It felt like 4 a.m. Anyway, the point is I'm old. Um, we stayed up later than normal. I was super tired, and we had done all of our laundries, another perfect example, right? Like I had washed our sheets. I had taken our sheets off the bed, put them in the, in the laundry, and 
We use these sheet suspenders. Right. To keep the sheets on the bed. Right. Yes. And there's three parts to them. There's like three places they attach the sheet, right? Mm -hmm. And so I'm I'm out of my mind tired. I'm having trouble keeping the suspender on the sheet. And then the A word decides, hey, this is the perfect time to turn the lights off in the room. <laughs> so I was like, F, F, A, mother effer. I'm like, to stay calm and not curse. I spent about 10 seconds losing my mind. That's what fucking takes breaking fuck down. Off. Yeah, like and I. <laughs> like, couldn't. The, you, you totally. know what the problem is, though, is you won't ask for help, like, in the moment. You wouldn't say to me, like, hey, can you come show me what I'm doing that's different? No, I'm a man. I know how to do everything. Like, right. Afterwards, so you looked it up on the video, which is good. Hear. That's a good compromise. I do want to hear what I want to hear. But, yeah, anyway, so when we were done, mm -hmm. yeah. I got on YouTube and looked up how to put sheet suspenders on. Right. And it turns out I did it completely wrong. You just need to put one here in the... But you have to do that stuff. And I also think I've gotten much better at saying, hey, you know what? I, I could have handled that better. Sexist me. Yeah. You know, like, yeah, totally. I don't believe in, I think the word sorry is one of the worst words in the dictionary. Like yesterday, FedEx screwed me on a package delivery. Oh, sorry. Sorry. Hey, sorry, man. Sorry. So I finally said to the guy, I don't want to hear sorry. I want the package delivered. Mm -hmm. Or that's what Karen said to him. Anyway, but the point is, <laughs> yeah, right. but the point is, I also think you have to say, hey, you know, I own this. You don't need to say I'm sorry. You need to say, hey, you know what? I could have handled that better. I shouldn't have freaked out. I should have done. Yeah, totally. And I think, I think you have, that's part of it. How about that? That's absolutely Anyways. part of it. Um, Boyd Lake says, men have trouble seeing things. It's easy to get blinders on and miss the small stuff that needs attention. Yeah, I, I think that's very true. Tanner says facts. Tanner says at Ruff's official, they rarely talk politics anymore. Yeah, we, I don't know what Ruff said, but we rarely talk politics. Absolutely. Uh, sex is Monty's new sports show advice. LOL. Could be. <laughs> do the, uh, you know. Kay Nuren says, do the dishes, take the trash, walk the dogs, do your laundry. It's not that difficult. It's uh, little things like feeding the dogs cause huge fights. Right. And you just can't do it, man. Like it's, and I have two small dogs. It takes 35 seconds to feed the dogs. Yeah. But that small, simple act can be the worst or the best thing you do. You know, my dog is losing his mind. Uh, Boyd Lake says, my wife won't let me do laundry and I'm not, and I not bad at it. And I'm not bad at it. I'm not bad at laundry. The problem for us is we have a, uh, our laundry room is in the basement. Right. And our mm -hmm. master's on the third floor. So you got to carry the basket down and. It's highly inconvenient. We generally do it Saturday morning. I will Saturday morning, wake up, get out of bed. I'm very rhythmic about life. Yes, you I are. I take my vitamins at the same time. I try to do things at the same time so I don't forget. Mm -hmm. Saturday morning, almost always, I bring my laundry basket downstairs and just start my laundry. Yeah. Because then once I flip my laundry to the dryer, generally if Mrs. Motsi's not going to do hers, I'll put in towels because we tend to go through a lot of towels in our house. Right. So I try to, right after my laundry, put a load of towels in. Yeah. Yeah. And then generally, Mrs. Monty will go downstairs, take my laundry out of the dryer, put the towels in the dryer, put her clothes in the washer. That's right, T. And it's just kind of this yeah. thing. Cycle. Yeah. You know. Anyways. Uh, Ken Williams says, I do it all. I cook. I clean. There you go. There you go. And uh, sometimes that's what works. I, it's not that I wouldn't do your laundry. Um, I, you, I wouldn't have you do my laundry because I'm, like, complicated. I have high-maintenance freaking laundry. I don't want you to have to worry about it. Like... I don't want you to have to read yeah. every label. Because you're, you know. you're also the psychopath that wears these toe socks. And you're like, oh, can't put them in the dryer. I wear toe socks. We can't, we can't put them in the dryer. Nope, nope, can't it's put really them. It's really despicable. And if you've no. never worn toe socks, Listen. you should try them. Hey, if, hey, bro, 
if you could read the label, I mean, you, you got the permanent press. Do you like how hard is it? Put it on permanent press and hit start. Like I this never, is not I, I, I relieve you of any responsibility. Oh yeah, you do. Yeah, you do. Yeah. Laundry. Anyways. Yeah, yeah, you do. Anyway, a couple mm -hmm. more on this. Then we need to get to uh, locks here on the Monty Show presented by uh, the Utah Advocates. UtahAdvocates.com. As Mayor Tanner, uh, I forbid any, as Mayor Tanner, I forbid any homework to be done between the hours of 6.30 and 9.30. Thank you. Oh, is Tanner on homework right now? Yeah, Tanner said, all right, guys, I got to go. Uh, I got to do homework now. Good for you, man. Get it done. Casual. Get it done, buddy. Casual. Uh, Ruff's official said, I said, will the Grizzlies collaboration change the topics you talk about? No, why would it? No, because I, I don't think we're... What it, what it all... <laughs> This is no. just Ruff's official being Ruff's official. But I think it's an honest question. Will it change at all what we talk about? Because are we just going to talk hockey now? Nope. Nope. No. There no. will be hockey programming. No, I think at a he was time. more talking about politics. I don't know. Could he... have been just a, let's give Ruff's a chance. Hell no. Let's give him a Ruff's, chance. Give Ruff's a chance. I'm, I'm giving you a chance, Ruff's. Where is Found Jesus? Because I feel like. He's here every day. We've been abandoned. You're, no, you've abandoned See, our show. See, the dog's pissed now. He is upset. He is. Don't start them barking, please. That, that you know. Uh, Hullabilly says, I'll be in here in the chat smack talking the Blackhawks and Avalanche, dude. Do not start with the Blackhawks. You beat the, it's the, not, yeah. the Wild beat the Hawks last. The so Chicago Blackhawks. Don't mess with me. The Chicago Blackhawks yeah. are terrible, please. You know. Uh, Josh Levern says, Ex expert marriage tip. If your wife has been through poor times, tragedy, sickness, stood by you through all of that, she's probably the reason for all of those problems. You know. I next think comment. Solid advice. Uh, you know, next comment. <laughs> Ed Wynn says, wait, is that Ruff's official? I heard barking at the wind he was barking. Right. At the wind. Brent Burnett says, Draymond apologized. Yeah, because he's dumb. Yeah. He's dumb. Idiot. Uh, Eric and Raleigh says, have you seen the Draymond video? I have. Jake wanted to play it today, but it's Football Friday. Presented by Quick Quack Car Wash. Uh -huh. You know, so I didn't want to do that. All right, let's get to locks on the show because uh, it's 8.30 and uh, we all got lives to live. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, are we going to play like music under the locks or are we just going to do? <laughs> there we go. Attaboy. Let's, let's, uh, let's do some locks here. On the Monty Show, why don't we start with uh, the U Utah Jets minus three at UCLA. The Rose Bowl. It sucks. Saturday, 1.30 on Fox. Primetime gig tomorrow for the Utes. You know, the, the problem is the number on this game is so whack that I don't even know. I, I mean, the number is 64 and a half. Yeah. The over-under on this game, 64 and a half. Uh, three and a half in favor of the Utes. I think the Utes are going to win this game, but it's going to be like 27-24. I feel like 27-24. I don't think the Utes cover. I don't think they win by a touchdown. I think it's 27-24, Utah. Yeah, I, I have to go with Utah as well, but I think it's a little more. Still under. 31-27 is what I would go with. I think. So they are going to score. At UCLA, yeah. I'm telling you, UCLA is undervalued defensively. Yeah, well, we'll see. I mean, I think that I, I – yeah, I don't know. I like one of these teams is scoring 30 points. It ain't just, I'm telling you, it's not going to be Utah. This is Utah's going to win 27. 31-27 Utah, man. Okay. Turnovers. Right. Turnovers. You think they win on turnovers? Yeah. Wow. Okay. That's going to be tight. What do you guys think of the Utah-UCLA game? A um, couple of comments real quick. Um, Tom Basilius says, so Utah money line with the under. Yes, absolutely. 
Utah money line with the under. Uh, Brent Burnett says BYU Notre Dame is the real game, and it'll be close, 31-24. Well, I don't know. John Anderson says Utah continues to cover. We'll take that bet again this week. We'll see. I mean, they've been a covering machine. There is uh, there is no doubt about that. I mean, it's one thirty. It's a primetime game on Fox. Yeah. I mean, it's a huge spotlight game. Um, man, I, I, I just feel like 30 points is a lot on these two defenses. And maybe you're right. Maybe you get a defensive score here that pushes you over 30. I mean, I think that's the only way you see them score 30 points. Is Yeah, it? I mean, I don't even know that the defense has to score. I just think the defense is going to create turnovers in this game, I think. Yeah, I, I am much more in the corner of under 30. I would take, yeah, money line is, is where it's at. BYU, uh, as you know, is in Las Vegas, baby. Las Vegas, BYU, Notre Dame. Minus four in favor of Notre Dame uh, is the consensus number. Saturday night, 530, NBC. Uh, TV is where you get that uh, money line. Um, it's probably also the number here. Uh, 51's the number. I think you're going to go over that. Yeah. This is a game I feel like, though, this could be a face pounding. Um, I feel like this is going to be... My question is how many points is BYU going to score? I think Notre Dame wants to slow this game down. I think their defense at Notre Dame is better than people give them credit for. Right. Puka Naku is going to play in this game. I don't think – I don't know about Chase Roberts. Miles Davis is out. Malik Moore is out. They've got big injuries up front. Notre Dame should be able to run the rock. How many points is BYU going to score in this game? Yeah, I. this is a game where I feel like BYU is not getting over 30. I think this is like – you know, high 20s for sure. I, I, You know, picking this game, I would say if BYU is going to win this game, it's by a field goal. I would love to say that Jake makes that kick to win the game and kind of joins the redemption mean, tour here. You mean Jake the make? Yeah, you know, Jake the make until this year. Um, so, I, does, I mean, yeah. Does. And, I, you know, this is probably the question. Does Michael Mayer have 75 yards receiving and a touchdown? That's the big question. Yeah, I mean, I because I think he's the problem here. Listen, I don't think necessarily that I worry about Lorenzo Styles. I worry about Michael Mayer, the tight end at, at Notre Dame, and I worry about I worry about Audric Estime running. Yeah, running that's for the guy you got to worry about. That's the guy you got to worry. He's about. averaging five yards a carry. He's got four scores. Two hundred sixty-four yards can pop off for one hundred fifty on you real quick, and I think that that I don't worry about tight ends and wide receivers having big games until I can't stop the run. Because once you can't stop the run, then those guys get wide open. So to me, this game hinges on estimate. He is the biggest X factor in the game. Man, I almost hate to say it. Go ahead and do it. I know you want to. I know you want to. I think BYU wins fifty-six to ten. Well. If I'm being serious, uh, I think this is a one-possession game. You need to pay attention to who converts on third down. There's going to be a lot of third downs in this game. I had a 31-24 on a late touchdown by BYU. I, I think I'm gonna. I think I'm gonna go 31-28. Notre Dame wins. Damn. 31-28 Notre Dame. It's going over. I Damn, just don't dude. have I don't have belief that Notre Dame 
or excuse me, that BYU can stop the run. And yeah. I, my biggest concern is the run game. I believe in Jaron Hall 100%. I don't believe that BYU can stop the run, and I don't think they can run the ball. Yeah. Man, that's rough, dude. 31 That is rough, bro. 31-28 Notre Dame. Yeah. And 28's a gift because I feel like you score 21 points getting off the bus. I think Jaron is special, so I'll give him another touchdown. That's how I get to 28. I just don't think they're going to be able to stop the run, and I worry if Audric Estime breaks you off for a late touchdown, a 60-yard run, that's what worries me. That's what will lose the game for BYU. Okay. Okay. Yeah. I don't think they're going to play a lot of three up, drop eight. I think you're going to see seven in the box pretty much the entire game for BYU. <laughs> it, I, I'm, I'm on. I am. This is a very difficult game to predict. The the thirty-one twenty-eight Notre Dame wins. Okay, I'll go. I'll go twenty-seven twenty-four BYU. Twenty-seven twenty-four. Yeah. Yep. Because it's not wow. like Notre Dame's offense is anything to write home about. Well, they're not. But the, again, the issue I, is running. you're, you're it's you run are defense. if you cannot stop the run, you cannot stop the pass. Yeah. Again, that's what I'm saying. It's that simple. We're not going to over. I'm not overcomplicating this. Stop the run, you win the game. You don't stop the run, you lose the game. It's that simple. Like if Audric has 150, 160 yards, this game's over by a lot. They'll lose by two, three touchdowns. If if they hold him to 100, 110, you're fine. You're fine. All right, let's get your score predictions in here on Football Friday, presented by Quick Quack Car Wash. Uh, as we as we pick games, we lock it up. Uh, BYU. I've got Notre Dame winning 31-28. I've got the Utes winning 27-24. Um, and I think this these are two very difficult games to call. So. Dallin Sproul says 31-28. If that's your score, it's because Jake Oldroyd misses a kick to tie it. It's rough, dude. Tell me I'm crazy. Brent Burnett says BYU can stop the run if healthy. Well, the problem is you're without three big names potentially. I mean, Gabe Summers has to play. I I, I don't know any other way um, that, that if you don't have Gabe Summers in this game and he didn't play, hopefully he plays – he didn't play against Utah State. You know, my guess is you're going to have Puka. I don't know about Chase Roberts, but my guess is you're going to have Puka Nakua. You're not going to have Chase, or excuse me, Malik Moore. And it comes down to Gabe Summers, Blake Mangelson, and and uh, Josh Larson. And Gabe Summers is a real question mark. So yeah. we'll see. Uh, Josh says uh, Hall's stats with zero run offense have been amazing. They have. Totally. They have. You know, they absolutely have. Holabilly says, Monty's sounding like a Northwestern fan with that prediction, LOL. I mean, it's, it's not a difficult easy. game to pick, man. Like, I, 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 there are many reasons to pick Notre Dame in this game. There is. Uh, I'm not worried about BYU's offense. They can put up points uh, if everything is clicking. It's not the defense. I. Uh, it's the defense I get worried about. You yeah. can't rely on Jake at all. Sorry, no, you can't. I agree with that. Uh, Gage Carter gives us $19.99 and a tip. Gage, thank you. Hey, guys, thanks for, uh, so much for hooking my pops up with some Grizz tickets. You dudes are freaking awesome. You're welcome. You're absolutely welcome. You're welcome. By the way, you want to go to the Grizzlies opening weekend? Uh, opening night, Friday night. If you tweet a picture of us with your plus one or something Utah Grizzlies, and Gage's, Gage tweeted us a picture, um, his dad tweeted us a picture 
of himself with the Grizzlies website in the background. Yeah. We gave him a pair of tickets to opening weekend, Friday night. Let's go. Hook it up. The Monty Show. M-O-N-T-Y. The Monty Show. Uh, Greg Hawkins says, sup, y'all. What's going on? Um, brother BKL Contreras, sportstainment guy, says, salutations, fellas. Notre Dame became a, uh, became a struggling between defense, and I'm not sure uh, they literally good between offense. BYU became top teams. I got BYU. That's my thoughts. We'll see. Okay. We'll see. Uh, Eric and Raleigh says, UNC is a sieve. BYU can stop or slow down the run by simply being on the field. Eh, I don't know about all that. Ken Williams says 35-27 BYU. Dallin Sproul says 31-27 BYU. Jeremy Bolton says, I agree with Ken as well. I can't see BYU coming out flat again. I bet they are jacked for this game. They better be. They better be. They better be. Uh, Jeremy says, damn you, uh, damn you, Monty, with Notre Dame winning. I say 31-28 BYU. Jaron is special. He wins it for them. Notre Dame won't be able to stop Puka. Notre Dame's defense capped we'll Ohio State down for most of that game. I hope you're right. I I mean, this is a huge moment in time for BYU. Yeah. A lot of topside potential here. A lot of, hey, launch yourself into relevance again potential. A huge moment in time. You know, Kurt Meyer says, Monty, you're on ayahuasca. Could be. Could be. You know. Tom Basilius says, BYU squeaks this out, in my opinion. Uh, Brent Burnett says, BYU wins because I said so. Well... Gage Carter says Utah 38-35. Gage also says uh, BYU 31-24. Okay, VT says uh, BYU wins 12-9 in overtime. Stop it. Do not curse us with that prediction. Uh, That would be terrible. Greg Hawkins, what's up? Says score prediction for this weekend, Utah 45, UCLA 17. If it's 45-17, I don't know how they get to 45. Yeah, I don't know. Because UCLA's defense is vastly undervalued. Uh, I'm, you know, and again, Jake Bobo, I'm telling you, the guy can play. Uh, the guy can play. Uh, Notre Dame 31, USU 10. BYU 24, Notre Dame 31, my bad. USU 10, Air Force 28. I don't know how you go to Air Force and, I mean, that run game up there is crazy. Yeah. Chris P says, uh, BYU always loses games like this. I've learned my lesson of getting my hopes up over the years. Um, that's what I'm saying. We'll see. Uh, Josh Levern says, BYU was jacked for Oregon, too. Too jacked, by the way. Dallin, big factor. Notre Dame is staying on the strip. BYU off the strip. Big factor. Hullabilly says, I hope BYU loses 49 to nothing. Hullabilly, that's not nice, bro. That is offensive. Wow. 49 to nothing. Brent Burnett says Ohio State's not that good. Nah. Ohio State good? I mean. Come on. Ohio, is Ohio State good? No. No. Idiots. Dummy. Uh, Ohio State's very good. Um, I will agree they have not been tested after Notre Dame. Um, they get Michigan State, Iowa, Penn State, Northwestern, Indiana, Maryland, and Michigan. They won't be tested till Michigan. Yeah. So I don't know that we know how good they are. Well, We don't know how good UCLA is. You know, we'll, yeah, I just we'll think a lot out. of these teams have to have to go through these games, and they're going to be tested. And, and I'm telling you, I think Utah has more ability to overcome tests like this than BYU does right now. So we'll see. We'll see. Again, how, BYU- how, how do you explain, though? And Greg, exactly right. He took the words right out of my mouth. After seeing BYU struggle like that with USU, I can't say they're going to win this. How do you explain 
their struggle to stop Utah State from running the ball. Yeah, you don't. And I think that it's, it's you know, this whole hype thing and struggling to come out, but coming out too fast. Like, you have to just the, – the leadership on this team needs to wake up. Like, the leadership in the, in the, in the room needs to wake up and, and kind of take over here and bring these guys out ready. Yeah, because I also don't think this is an issue with the coaches. No. And I know a lot of people want to point to Kalani and Tuiaki, and this is not an issue with the coaches. The yeah. players have to take accountability for how they come out, in totally. my opinion. Yeah, I completely agree, and I think that it's – I don't know. I Like I said earlier in the show, I don't have a lot of faith in BYU to win this game, but I'm giving them the benefit of the doubt one more time. Les Wayman says, let's do this. Let's do this, Les. Holabilly – um, LOL, Ken Williams says, not 49 to nothing. Dallin says, also, my last name is like Sprout with an L. Sproul? Dallin Sproul. Is that how we're pronouncing it? Okay. Yeah, he's saying it's not Sproul. You're so swole, though. Uh, M. Jan- Johnson says, I just woke up. Hey, welcome, uh, welcome to, the show. to the show. Good to see you, buddy. Um, Kurt Meyer says, black is my lucky color. You're, we're you with know, you, man. You, you know. know. Chinomeng. Tom Basilius, 28-17 Utah with a much-needed dub. You, this is a huge I think Utah's going to win this game. But, it, again, I'm just going to say, Dorian Thompson-Robinson is arguably the best quarterback in that league. DTR. In the back 12. Their defense is really underrated, and Bobo's a hell of a receiver. Charbonnet has given them an absolute weapon in both the receiving and the running game. And I think DTR not turning the ball over, not trying to play hero ball, not jumping over three dudes. Yeah. He's playing within himself. And I think that he has grown up. I think this is year 17 in the program at UCLA for Dorian Thompson Robinson. (laughs) I mean, he made a very wise decision to come back with his COVID year. And I think that's, that's bearing fruit. Yeah. That's bearing fruit. Giggity. Is beating a 2-2 two and two unranked team really that big of a deal? BYU should win 37-31. We'll see, man. We'll see. Uh, Jeremy Bolt says, where are your seats for the game? You better be wearing royal blue. I'm not going to the game. Brent Burnett says, who will have more fun, uh, more fans in the stadium? Notre Dame. Yeah. Notre Dame is Notre Dame. It's a Notre Dame home game, so Notre Dame gets far more tickets. Way more tickets. And by all accounts in Vegas... There is the Irish are everywhere. The Irish are absolutely everywhere. Um, Cody Strickland said, "Did my tweet qualify for some tickets, guy? Do you ever check your Twitter?" Cody, come on, bud. Cody is a handful. Yes, I sent you a tweet. Yes, it does. I sent you a tweet. Uh, Holabilly says, "LOL." Uh, UCLA had one of the weakest schedules in FBS. Utah dominates 37-27. I don't disagree with you. Yeah. And that's why I said we're going to find out tomorrow at 1.30 on Fox who UCLA is. I agree. They have not really been tested. They've not it's been tested. No. So, you know, we'll, we'll we'll find out. I mean, I, I look at I look at UCLA, and, and I, I tend to agree that UCLA hasn't really had to fight for their lives yet. Yeah, it's a soft 4-0. I mean, there's no doubt about that. I, I think, But, that, but Washington was not soft going in there. You yeah. can't have it both ways. Everybody said what a, a shocker and Washington's good. And then UCLA beats Washington and people are like, oh, Washington was soft. Well, which one is it? Was Washington really good? Or they beat a quality opponent in the Washington Huskies. There's just no other way to, to, to do that. Yeah. Right? So they have a quality win over Washington, but but I would agree. 
You look at South Alabama, Calarana, Bama State, Bowling Green. Yeah, roll, River. They're not the best defense in the Pac-12. That's Utah. Yeah. But is DTR legit? I think he yes. is. I think his ball placement, I think his decision-making, I think his leadership are all as good as we've ever seen out of DTR. And I think as a fifth-year senior, that's exactly what you're – it's so rare to have a fifth-year senior at quarterback. Yeah, I just think mentally he's ready to go, and, I, and that's what the fifth-year thing does for him. And I think that, you know, when you have that experience and you can just stay calm and be in your zone, you're good, man. It, like, he will be fine. I just think that Utah will overcome and win this game. Greg Hawkins, the uh, resident mayor of Uteville on this show, says, I think UCLA is good. DTR seems like a great QB, but I know Utah is good. So this game will really tell everyone if UCLA is a championship contender. Well, and I think that's very well said. We know Utah is good. Yeah. I still have questions about their wide receivers. I mean, Solomon Enos has to be better. There, there's just no there's just no way to, to get around that, that they they have to be better. I mean, it's just not. Yeah. The wide receiver court at Utah has to be better. It's, but it seems like that's something we're talking about every year on Kyle Whittingham teams, you know? It is something that, we're talking that, about. You know, wide receivers have to perform better. They need more talent. Like, they always need something out wide. And I think, you know, that was the thing with Brant Keithy is like, hey, he kind of brought you that replacement, be, you know, after, after uh, Britton Covey went to the league and everything. Brant Keithy was kind of that next guy that was like the workhorse of the offense. But, again, that's why you need Tavion Thomas to step up and run the football this week so that you can open it up yes. for Devon Vele and some of these other guys like, you know, Enos and, you know, these other guys that are trying to contribute. Yeah, by the way, um, I think that's a really good point. Tavion Thomas needs to be RB1 this weekend for sure. Washington was overrated Utes by, a mul by multiple scores. I hope you're right. This is a huge game for Utah. Uh, so overrated, Holabilly, Josh Leverin says. Okay, so – is the consensus that Utah's going to win by 57 points and yeah. that BYU's going to lose gonna, by yeah. some huge amount? I don't know. Seems like it. Uh, Greg Hawkins gives us a $10 tip and says, I love sports. No, Greg, we love you. Thank you, Greg. Good to see you, Greg. Um, I think Tavion will be – I think he'll he'll get back to being Tavion. Hope so. And we're going to figure out who UCLA's defense is. One thirty on Fox tomorrow. Uh, is is where we find out. Uh, Gage Carter says Vele is going to have 100 yards and a touchdown. He's really coming on strong. I think he's due for a big game. Yeah, you know, like I wonder what you, you know, when you look at the you look at the the offense for Utah and you look at the way that their offense is built, um, and you start looking at some of the 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 analysis of their their run game. Jaquindon Jackson becomes a guy that I really want more from now. Mm -hmm. Like, and, and Wick converted him now to running back or what have you. I don't know if it's full-time, but whatever. He's just an athlete, bro. I want to see the ball in his hands more. I am so intrigued with him. And the way that he has gone about handling this transition, he straight up said, I want to play football. If that's a quarterback, running back, wide receiver, I don't care. I want to play football. You love that attitude in kids because he, he was a highly recruited guy. Yes. I want to see the football in his hands more. And great I, body, I, great athlete, you know, really a good smart attitude, guy, like good attitude. And I just think that Whittingham does have this propensity and ability to take somebody who plays safety and turn them into like a, a you know, all American wide receiver. He just finds a way. Uh, Ruff's official says Cam Rising is ranked number six. Jaron Hall is 31 in QB season stats. Yeah, I, Jaron Hall is the best quarterback in the state. Yeah, I, I, boy, it 
It ha- there's is there a Ute fan that thinks that Cam Rising's better than Jaron? Nobody thinks that. Stop, 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 stop. Don't, don't. Jeremy, I agree. Would love to see a holy war this year. The top twenty matchup with two great QBs. Gimme, gimme, gimme. Yeah, totally. Yeah. What did Jeremy say? Not gonna lie, Utah is a solid team this year. I see them beating UCLA by multiple scores. It's a shame this rivalry game isn't being played this year. Jaron versus Rising is what fans need. Fans Correct. want. Yes. Fans want. Jaron versus that's Rising. That's I say. Not that we have time for it today. Utah should go to the Big 12. There is a lot of reasons it makes sense. Um, I agree. Utah, Utah absolutely should go to the Big 12. And I think that you should call Wayman Brothers Construction and build them a, a road to the – a ramp to the uh, – maybe like a – Go anyway, Wayman Brothers can build you anything you want. Uh, 801 654 1028. 801 654 1028. Have them build you a red brick road to the Big 12. I don't know. Yeah. Uh, Wayman Brothers Construction built our studio at Maverick Center and did a great job doing it. Um, you know, I can't say enough about Alma Wayman and his guys, Teddy Wayman, all, all those guys that have done work in my home. They've done work for me personally. They built this great deck and hot tub pad that I never use because Mrs. Monty is very Always have Giselle. you slaving away on the dishes. And I always you know, have to do the dishes and walk and the dogs and, and clean the toilets and stuff. And but do ayahuasca. Yeah. Uh, the point is that Wayman Brothers Construction built a great deck for us, a hot tub pad. Like, you know, you look, Teddy Wayman's worked on my shower. Like, you look at the quality of work that you get from a small local business here in Utah. Wayman Brothers Construction can finish your basement, build you a new apartment above your garage, rework your kitchen or your bathroom. You need it. They can do it. By the way, they just built us a studio at Maverick Center, man, like a custom-built studio, and they knocked it out of the park. They did it on time. They were early. They did it on budget. They communicated well. I threw in things like, hey, hang our lights. Hey, put deadbolts on our doors. Hey, we need to change the door that I picked out that yeah, was the wrong door. Yeah, because it's the greatest door and everything, and then it wasn't, and whatever. On time, their change orders were great. Like, they're just good guys to do business with it. Wayman Brothers Construction, 801-654-1028. Tell me you heard about it on the Monty Show. Uh, so, again, let's reset. We're doing our locks here on Football Friday. Yes. Uh, football at 50, 10 of the hour, every hour, presented by our good friends at Papa Murphy's Pizza. Uh, make sure you use the promo code MONTY25 to get 25% off your uh, order of $25 or more. I'm taking Notre Dame 31-28 over BYU. And, you know, at 27-24 feels like the right number. To me, I, I don't mind bumping that up. Um, you know, 35-27 Utah. Because if either way, I think Utah's winning that game. By a score, multiple scores. I think I think I am very confident in Utah winning that game. Yeah. I am I am not so confident that BYU can stop the run. That's yeah. where I'm at with it. To me, you know, I like both of them to win. So to me, I'm I have some reservations about BYU, but I am going to give them the benefit of the doubt. Um, so I'm going to go 27-24 BYU, and I just have a feeling Jake makes a big kick in this game. I, I I don't know why. Maybe maybe I'm dumb, but it just feels like at some point he needs to get back on the on the train here, you know, and just get back to being reliable. So 27-24 BYU, and for Utah, I tend to agree with people who say that they're going to 
do some damage here with UCLA. I just believe in that defense. So I'm I'm gonna spread it out a little bit. I'm gonna go I'm gonna go 31-24 for for Utah. I think they I think they have a great day on defense. Jeremy Bolton says I'd love to have Utah in the Big 12. Brett Burnett says uh, Utes need to leave the Pac-12. Hearing the Big 12 TV deal is a much higher. Oh, it is. By, oh, there's by, no doubt. It's not yeah. close. Yeah. Uh, Cam ne- never gets recognized for his ability to consistently extend plays when they break down. He's not a pocket passer. I would agree. I, listen, Cam Rising and Jaron Hall are very good quarterbacks. The difference is that, that Jaron just has that it factor. He has that it factor. He is their entire offense. He makes Puka, Gunner, Chase Roberts. He's been able to keep their drives going. He's been able to sustain their offensive production without a running game. Yes. Um, even through some frustrating play calling. Um, whatever this rotation was on the offensive line, like he, Jaron Hall has been able to sustain that offense. And I'm not saying that Cam Rising doesn't do that. Jaron Hall just has the it factor. That's yeah. all it is, man. Like it's not that Cam's a bad quarterback. Uh, brother BKL says Monty literally forgot what's the last word he's about to say between uh, construction. Yeah, it's some, I'm old, man. You know. Okay. Maybe yeah, I need I, I, enlightenment I in my brain. You okay, know. yeah, sure. It is what it is. Uh, Ken Williams says Utah should have uh, already made a call to the Big 12. I, I believe they have. Honestly, yeah. I do. Uh, Les Wayman says definitely going to be using your code this weekend. Thanks, Monty. You guys are awesome. You bet, Les. Good to see you. Yeah, I appreciate you, Les. VT says source. Trust me, bro. Okay. Okay. Thanks. Final prediction, 31-24 BYU. Woo! Man, if you hold you Notre balls, Dame, sir. if you hold Notre Dame to 24 points, you will win this game. You will win this game. I just, man, I just again. It's only about whether or not they can stop the run. Yeah, that's it. That's the beginning and the end of it. Yeah, Mrs. Monty is currently macking some oats. Yeah, that just looks so phenomenal. Oh, here like, we go. Like I don't here even, I don't even. My God, they look really good. Did you make me oats? Yours are sitting. On the counter. Getting a, cold, yeah. In a bowl with a lid on top. So ah. keeping them warm. I appreciate it. What are the oats this morning? Blueberry. Ooh. Oh, my gosh. And I put a lot of What's blueberry. Direction? Yeah, seriously. They're very, very blueberry. I Blueberries are an aphrodisiac. Right? For me, pretty much any food's an aphrodisiac. Um, but I love blueberries. I love blueberries. I do. Fresh oats. Love. People. Yeah. Fresh oats are where it's at. Yep. Keep, keep the colon clean. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. Um, Let's see. BKL says, I probably called the construction to fix and get rid of bots. We need uh, a monkey backup. Yeah, I got rid of the bots, man. I handled it. Uh, imagine how good Jaron Hall would look if BYU actually had a running game. Seriously. Seriously, bro. Um, Darren Sproul. Uh, I know off topic, but what do you guys think of Victor Wambanyama? He went off this week. Against who, bro? Against who? Yeah, I'm willing to do three minutes on VW. Let's do it in five minutes at nine o'clock. Okay. Let's do it five minutes at nine o'clock. Um, let's see. Holabilly says, Monty, you get Hall and Oates. It's Jaron Hall and Oates. Right. Jaron, <laughs> Jaron Hall and... <laughs> I mean, really, they're, Jaren... they're blueberry oats with banana. Look how good those look. little almond butter. Um, I want it. Will you I'm sow my oats later tonight? Will you sow my oats? Oh, yeah. Get okay, a room. stop it. Oh, get a room. Stop it. See? I'm a man. Anyway. Anyway, Brent Burnett says, agree about stopping the run, but if this game is close, the ki- then kicking is going to be the other concern. Yeah. 
I agree. Teddy Wayman says, Tyler Algier might start this weekend. Yeah, for the Atlanta Falcons. Uh, Kay Nuren says, Utah wins and goes to the Big Ten West. Okay, perhaps. Perhaps. Wouldn't that be amazing if... Uh, the Big Ten West. If Jimmy Allgaier started in the back, like Tanner Allgaier. Yeah. The new running back, the walk-on that BYU started at, <laughs> at running back. He looks like he's built like an NFL running back. Hmm. What happened? <laughs> Uh, Jansen says, I bet Mrs. Hall makes Jaron some oats. Wow. But again, did nobody get, okay, are we going to sew our oats later? You, yeah. yeah nothing. We, we got that, babe. Nothing? Yeah. yeah. Okay. And we're good. It's okay. Der uh, let's see. Derek Firth says, any non-sports talk today? Well, we just talked about sex and marriage for like 20 minutes. Fucking A. Yeah. <laughs> exactly right. Um, M. Johnson says, I miss Tyler Algier so much. He was something special. We all miss Tyler Seriously. Algier. Are you kidding me? Uh, the fact that Notre Dame is expected to run and pound the ball uh, all game makes me think that there will be a running clock and we'll see a lower scoring game. Well, that's, that's what I'm saying. Yeah. That's why I think there is a... 27-24. You know. BYU escapes. Yeah. Uh, Ken Williams says, having sausage, eggs, and hash browns, hell with not eating meat, LOL. Just drink more water. Yeah, well, you know. Giggity says, speaking of marriage, any updates, Jake? No comment. There are no updates at this time. Jake, your public wants to know. I, there are no updates. Your, I mean, I don't, your public wants yeah, We're no not updates. getting married. I don't know what to, what to tell you. We're not getting married at this time. Speaking of health, though, you know what was nice <laughs> to hear? It was nice to hear. Like, for instance. Um, before, like, when the, the nurse was doing all the prep and everything, <laughs> She's like, yeah, you are really healthy. I just looked at all of your records because, you know, all of my records are connected with that, within the U of yes, U. Yes, yes, yes. Yeah. And I was like, oh, that's awesome. That's, like, why, that's why we, um, you know, on a regular basis here on, on Football at 50, you know, what we like to do because we're so healthy is eat Jacko pizzas. 911, what's your emergency? Something is in my house. I'm sorry, say again? I smell something delicious and I don't know what it is. Ma'am, ma'am, can you describe it for me? It smells like golden crust, freshly shredded cheese, and pepperoni. Ma'am, ma'am, we've traced the smell, and it's coming from inside your oven. What do you mean? It's a Papa Murphy's Jacko pizza, and it's just $10. Ah, amazing. Papa Murphy's. Papa Murphy. Exactly. Hey, we got it. Brit is supposed to be the voice of the show. We have to do our imaging. We I've do. been saying it for a month. Hello. Well, it's like it's my fucking fault. Like I'm not the I, only one who makes listen, the schedule around here. We have so much free like, time. What? Tomorrow we're Dude, only I gonna know. be doing construction in the studio. I know. Dressing of the studio. Uh, we're gonna be putting up shelves. We're gonna be moving in a lot of like you know. I, know, I mean, we have dude, so much so time brutal. in between. We don't. We don't. We don't. Are you kidding me? We'll we have to go to Gualberto's to get a breakfast burrito oh. before Where we head we to the studio. Gualbert, yeah. here, here's some non-sports for you: Gualberto's or Betos. Gualberto's, hundred percent. Nah, I'm Betos. The the pico salsa burrito at Betos, 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 whatever the hell. When it is. they have whole pinto beans. Yeah, when they have. Uh, excellent caveat. When they, they have whole pinto beans. Recently, like the last time, they're like, we have enough for one. Neat. The rest of you are screwed. Yeah, I love I love Betos, but yeah, you're right. We didn't right. ask about whole pinto beans at Gualberto's, so we need to. I'm sorry. What is it called? Gualberto's. Don't do the ESPN lady on Sports Center in the morning, please. Yeah. Next question. That drives me crazy. They're like, okay, yeah, we're over here and we're talking to Rafael, and he is going to like speak English. 
I hate when people who are who who are not of that length. If that's your dialect, okay, cool. But if you if you are just a white guy and you just speak English, yeah, if you're Steve from the Office, and you're like uh, Raphael, oh, like Angelala, like stop it. Hey, cool. Seriously, stop it. That drives me crazy. Why is it wrong to try and pronounce something the way that it should be pronounced? I think it's it's pronounced again, Miguel, or you know, like whatever whatever the the word is. It should just say it in your your native dialect. It should, if you if you speak English, but great. If if Maria in English is Maria, stop. And someone wants their name pronounced correctly. And you can do that. Why is that wrong? I don't. I, I genuinely. I don't so know wait, why it's wrong. is is pronouncing it Maria wrong? If in the person's if their name is pronounced differently than the way it looks to you, right? But that has Maria in Maria in Spanish and Maria in English is Maria. <laughs> Maria and Maria and Maria differently. This is not black versus like negro. That's totally different, right? It's a different pronunciation. It's a different word. Maria is Maria. It's not Maria. Right. Like it's no, it's Maria. Right. Are you not? Are you not slapping Maria in the face figuratively by going, "Oh, hey, good to see you, Maria. <laughs> How are you doing?" Nobody now, doesn't like let that. Let me tell you what. By now, the way, it's really Dick. good to see you, Maria. How is Raphael? <laughs> Nobody doesn't like on Sports Center. Yes, they do. Yes. She tell me we turn it off. We like it's anyway. <laughs> <laughs> She's so unhappy with me right now. Anyway, the salt is real, bro. Just pronounce the name normally. There's no reason to get like all crazy. Um, Larry Pilgrim says I speak sp fluent Spanish. That's cool. No, he said Spanglish. Spangl oh, fluent Spanglish. Okay. A good skill to have. I don't read well at all. Uh, M. Johnson says I'm with Monty, uh, Mrs. Monty on this. You are? Okay. What, what else we got? Uh, James Knight says, Hey guys, uh, sorry I'm late. I just got home from consuming many 4Xs. Yeah, we wouldn't know because you. That's have cute. Uh, well, when I had my James, first beer. James, James. You've welched on your bet, you know. It just, you know. Uh, VT says, Late night run to Beto's is unmatched. Yes, it is. Yes, it is. That Gualberto's, did you see the sign that said, we're no longer open 24 hours. We're closed from 2.30 to 5.30. I was like, damn, who's going there between 2.30 and 5.30? Well, I mean, Clearly I guess 5.30, I can see if you're That's really who. early, you have to work, like, uh, a lot of construction starts super early, but like 2.30, okay. But you can still get a burrito up until 2.30. I'm can. just saying. You can. VT also said, I think it's funny hearing people try to pronounce Polynesian names and words. Like his name is very difficult to pronounce. His name is spelled T-A-U-K-I-U-V-E-A. So that's V-E, I'm pretty sure. So it's two Q-U-V-E. No, that's completely wrong. That's why I call you VT, by the way. You're exactly right. But I am proud of my Kingsley Suamataia. Oh Kingsley Suamataia. I am yes. very proud of that yes. fact. Thank you, Greg Rebell. I stole it from you. Uh, Josh Lovern says, A.A. Ron, exactly. Yes. Oh, my God. Um, M. Johnson says, actually, I changed my mind. Haha. <laughs> Thank you. He's with Where is A.A. Ron right now? Jansen says, when you said Negro, Jake looked at you like he was wor so worried but so intrigued. <laughs> That's like a Spanish word. I know. Like I, it, I wasn't being racist. I know you were. I never. Lord. Don't look at me. I never said you were. Like, 
problem arise if Maria says her name is pronounced Raphael. I agree. That's when they start talking shit. Yeah, that's when the thing gets confusing a little bit for me. Um, best late night um, hammered. Let's eat some Jack food in the food. box. Uh, without a doubt. Jack in the box. Without, no doubt about it, dude. Without a doubt. With without a doubt. Yeah, Jack in the box tacos are like what you can crush. Yeah, I I went way back in the day. I don't know. I was probably 17, 18, 19. Um, and I had a girlfriend that uh, threw this huge party. Okay, the camera. And oh, sorry, my bad. <laughs> She's nice like head, putting nice on headset. Her headset my bad. <laughs> um. Anyway, the point is, so me and this girl end up at Taco Bell. Right. Ooh, and okay. I'm the, Taco I'm, Bell's I'm up I'm there. The, I'm the sober guy at the party when when I'm driving. I never drink when I drive. Right. Yeah. I drink pretty sparingly anyway. Yeah. But so she she's hammered drunk. We were 21, of course. Um, hammered drunk. And we went to uh, where I'm going to take her home in good old Libertyville, Illinois. And she's like, hey, bro, why don't we stop at Taco Bell in Monday? Hey, guys. Taco Bell and Mundelein. Mundelein. Oh, my God. So we stopped at the Taco Bell and Mundelein right hey, across guys. the street from the Holiday Inn. And um, she threw up all over the car door. Oh, God. In the drive-thru Doesn't make you Bell. feel responsible. Dude. It was so late too. It was it was the middle of the night. Like this was a two a.m. run. So to, to be Taco clear, Bell. this she threw up in the car. She opened the door to throw up on the ground, and she threw up all over God. the car door. Uh oh, it was gnar. And then she God. pounded like a ten pack of tacos. Dude, that is man. Oh, what were was, you, do you remember what you were thinking while she was throwing up? Were you like, damn, why did I do this to myself? I dropped an f bomb or seven. I mean, like, yeah, it was not. Yeah, uh, no, not dude, bad. brutal. No, but uh, you, you, you don't drink or you're nah. boring as hell. So yeah, you know. Uh, Tom Basilius says Beto's mixed breakfast burritos after the bar. It's an SLC staple. Yeah, I, I ain't saying you wrong. Brent says uh, Beto's is very popular. Uh, Vito's is best at two thirty-seven a.m. Not two thirty-eight though. Okay. My name is Greg, and the G is silent. Hello, Reg. <laughs> nice to meet you, Reg. <laughs> <laughs> no no it's not uh my jazz fan says monty you know this you're you're italian i am italian what did you say um he said roughs i like you man but you always seem like you're looking for a fight your spirit animal may be a porcupine that's pretty much self-explanatory you know, yeah i see uh giggity says adding the accent for one word sounds ridiculous it totally, totally. ridiculous. yeah uh i think it's funny hearing um yeah, read i read that one, one. my bad my, my bad you know uh, pronunciation arise. I read that one too. Uh, I need to go down. Oh, there's the comment dump right there. Uh, Dallin Sproul, best late night for me has always been Del Taco or McDonald's breakfast. No, McDonald's. I don't think I'll ever eat at McDonald's again. Oh, stop. Uh, I know it probably not popular opinion, but it slaps. So, uh, listen, listen, dude. Del Taco, Taco or uh, McDonald's breakfast is fine. It's fine. McDonald's, anything else is crap. Yeah, okay. VT says White Castle. Oh my God, White, White Castle. White Castle sliders, dude. Dude, mm. it, the problem is it's an it's a laxative, but I mean, it really is though. White Castle is amazing. White Castle is amazing. Keep it real. James Knight says, "Congrats on the new Swank Studio. Good luck. Well deserved. Thank you. Appreciate that, James. Thank you." Uh, Brent Burnett says, "The G is silent. What? It's not. His name's not. It's Greg. <laughs> he Gregory. was making a joke. Gregory, please. I mean, Gregory." 
Um, what is it? Oh my God, you guys are crazy. Uh, LOL, next comment. Exactly right. Jansen says, Del Taco is the worst fast food ever. Worse than Carl's Jr. Carl's Jr. at the district closed. Yep. Out of business. Yep. Out of business. Uh, Rhett Williams says, Chick-fil-A breakfast is the best. I do admit, I will concede that a egg and cheese biscuit from Chick-fil-A is fire. I don't really like Chick-fil-A outside of that. Egg and cheese biscuit, absolute fire. Can I just say that the chicken sandwich boom, like Dirty Bird ruined Chick-fil-A. Yeah. Like you just can't do it. Like the tenders, you can't do it. Like I don't know how you do it. Like, And I don't know how you go anywhere. There's really only two, Dirty Bird and Cane's. And Cane's, they just put cocaine, pure uncut cocaine. They mix it in with their ranch. Right. Um, so it's very difficult to avoid their ranch, but my God. Uh, Tom Basilius says Denny's is a good late night spot. Same girl totally. that threw up in the car at, at uh, Taco Bell. Yeah, there's something about a good stack of buttermilk pancakes at 2 a.m., bro. She also used to throw up in the bushes at uh, Denny's. <laughs> I. What was your thing with throwing up in the bush? She was a heavy drinker, dude. Yeah. She was. This girl was. She was a hell of a lot of fun. Uh, Derek Firth says Wendy's breakfast baconator is oh, good. There's a breakfast dude. baconator. I didn't know that, but that sounds good. Uh. Brent says, Carl's Jr. breakfast is awesome. Never had it. Uh, Les Wayman says, Wendy's breakfast is the worst. Never again. Well, and you know what the problem is? The Wendy's by us is just so understaffed. Well, you can never, never get breakfast. They're never open. Yeah. Because they're, they're closed. You can never get it. It's now, terrible. We, we, did, we did have Burger King egg and cheese croissant yesterday. That was pretty good. No, dude. I'm not doing Cane's. Michael Peck says, Cane's has no sauce, though. No. No, dude. No. I, no. Uh, Holabilly says, uh, which bush was she throwing up in? No. I'm not playing your childish <laughs> games, Holabilly. <laughs> Holabilly, I'm not playing your childish games. Yeah. You know. That was well yeah. done. No. Ruff's official says Chick-fil-A uh, chicken nuggets are the best. They are good. Yes. But I'm telling you, man, you go to Dirty Bird and get tenders, it's over. It's over. What is Les saying there at the bottom? Um, uh, Wendy's breakfast is so bad, nobody wants to make it. Well, hey. <laughs> you ain't wrong, Les. That's right, T. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, that's now, a great see, point. Now, listen. Rhett Williams, this is why Rhett Williams is a stud. Okay. Maverick oh. Bonafide breakfast is fire. I'm telling you. All the respect. And you remember that Uncle Monty told you this. You remember. Uncle Monty educated your colon on this. The Maverick Breakfast Burrito is awfully good. Yes, it is. And it is worth it's your time. It's simple. It's smart. It's cheese. It's egg. It's tortilla. You go in there. You get a yellow Rockstar Recovery. Yes. You get a bottle of Fiji water. Yes. And you get a breakfast burrito. Yes. You eat half the burrito. You drink the full bottle of water like you're going to get pregnant from a water baby. I want it. You eat the other half of the burrito, and then you slam. And I mean slam that Rockstar Recovery. Oh, yeah. Down the hole in your face, and you're set for the day, dude. I might not do it in that order or that, you know, modus operandi. Who does that? All I'm saying is the Maverick breakfast burrito is bomb. really good. Totally bomb. Uh, Teddy Wayman says, I like an ice cold rock star for breakfast. Hell yeah, dude. Come on, man. The, the sad thing is, we have an ice cold rock star for breakfast every, every day. Every day. Dude. We're up for probably five and a half hours before we eat anything. Oh, but see, look at VT. VT says I'm see, more of a monster. The white guy. monsters. I love the white monsters. Now dude. we debate this all the time, and we're way late. But yeah. we debate this all the time. Yeah. Jake is a white monster guy. I like white monster a lot. It's just carbonated. Yeah. 
So the rock star recovery is where I'm at, dude. And I, but what do we get at the Maverick Center when we're there all the time? Monster. They have a vending machine that's got monster in it, the white monster. So we get the white monster and I love it. Yes. I love it. I just don't like the carbonation. Yeah. That's all I'm saying. And hey, I feel like it's a bit stronger too. Oh, I don't disagree with that. Yeah. I don't disagree with that at all. I don't. Um, you know, but I mean, when you're talking about strong and being stout, you're talking about uh, tridaytrading.com slash Monty. See what you did there. we all know you build a stout life. Um, you guys, please, right now, get to tridaytrading.com slash Monty. Check out the free webinar. Uh, because I'm telling you, you guys, you've got to stop chasing these side hustles. And this is how we go about things in our life. I'm not... I think you guys know we're pretty transparent. We got off the nine to five and we're working for ourselves. You've got to do that. And one of the best ways to do that is day trading. And I think we all love dabbling in the market. Um, day trading is absolutely an avenue for you to be anything you want your life to be. You can do it through day trading. But you got to start by watching the free webinar at trydaytrading.com slash Monty. It's no obligation. Again, it's free. It costs you nothing. Tridaytrading.com slash Monty. And all you have to do is, is make a decision. Watch that webinar and make a decision. Take the first step to prosperity. And day trading is legit. And the reason I say it's legit is because you now have tax strategists and tax strategies specifically designed to offset the tax liability of people that are making hundreds of thousands and millions in day trading. And I put this stuff on my Instagram all the time, The Monty Show. M-O-N-T-Y, The Monty Show. You have to have a tax strategy because you're making that kind of bread day trading. So get to trydaytrading.com. Buy that new car, man. Buy that bigger house. Take your kids to Vegas to watch the Las Vegas Bowl with Utah or BYU and Notre Dame. Live the life you want to live. And if you're single, <clears throat> what are you looking at me like for? some people, if you're single, be a, be a stud, dude. Go out and live that life. Do what you got to do at trydaytrading.com slash Monty. Make sure you tell them. You heard about it on the Monty Show. Uh, all right. That's it. Show's over. One other small little ask that I have for you. Please go follow the Utah Grizzlies. Subscribe to the Utah Grizzlies on YouTube. That yes. helps our show immensely. So right now, click the like button on this channel. Right now. On this video, Do give it. us a thumbs up and a like. Uh, all 93 of you that are here, please give us a thumbs up and a like. Um, go over to... Uh, the search bar at the top of your screen and just type in Utah Grizzlies. Hit subscribe. That is a big favor to us. It helps our channel grow. We'll see you Monday. Will it be a victory Monday on Monday, Jay? Yes. Yes, You it think will. it'll be a victory Monday on yes, Monday? Yes, it will. Okay, let's hope so. Uh, until Monday, say goodbye, Jake. Goodbye, Jake.